0: Let's say you fall asleep okay. Eating cereal Okay Let's uh, say okay. And then you wake or, up already, The next day or like, A
1: physically impossible scenario But okay Okay <laughs>
0: Then fine. Like let's say you're like stoned and eating cereal and somehow a piece of a piece of cereal winds up on your person. Not uh-huh. in anywhere nefarious, but you know, just on your person. And you uh-huh. fall asleep and you wake up the next day and you find said piece of cereal. It's still crunchy. It's not soggy. It hasn't been <laughs> corrupted by any bodily fluids. Okay. Do you eat it?
1: Uh sure. <laughs> <laughs> where where in my body is it? Well, I
0: mean, Between so your breasts. So so my 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 premise is that I did wake up this morning and I did find a frosted flake like in my bra Um, Uh and it was still fine. It was crunchy like I was just from last night and I'm clean so I ate it. But like (laughs) other people seem to find this like
1: I, I would totally eat a piece of cereal from your bra.
0: if you led the podcast so, it would end up being 4 hours long i would come downstairs and my girlfriend would have packed her shit and i'd be alone
1: isn't there a part of you that wants that
0: <laughs>
2: wow
0: oh well, let's get into it let's get deep into Joe's relationship <laughs> 6 years man you know
2: this podcast like came
0: up a couple months ago and it's it's really <laughs> real and kind of serious so
2: sorry oh, babe my God. i'm leaving you for jen and shaheen that's the saddest thing ever (sighs) all right so let let's get into it guys hello listeners and welcome to may we geek again episode 12 a little podcast talking about the hundred i am joe and i'm joined by my co-host joe and shaheen wait wait
0: you called yourself joe Your name's jen
2: oh my god oh I can be Jen on? today,
0: I can be like, uh, dicks, 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 ugh, come fight me, ugh, my dog, uh. ugh. <laughs>
2: and I can be Joe, cat chat 24-7, I'm funny, tell me I'm funny, please tell me I'm funny. Oh my god, please tell me I'm funny.
1: <laughs> that
0: hurt my feelings, With Jen. a sexy
1: voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, where the shit was Patty last week?
2: Oh, my God. Anyway, continue. Anyway, so we're a little podcast. We're, you know.
0: Hey, but you know what? I'd like for us to be big what? enough to get the invite to Unity Days 2018. Oh. So if anyone of our listeners is going, um, maybe we'll get some stickers made and you guys can be like our hype persons.
2: Our our hype crew. Uh, we'll get yeah. you some uh, glow sticks. Yeah. Oom, oom, oot oot. Oh, so, do not be yeah. that. no. No that no, was bad that was that oh, was sorry. not good. <laughs> note to self edit that out Probably won't edit it out because I will be drunk by the time I edit this shit. All right so um welcome everybody hi thanks for thanks for joining us. We are capping off the end of season three. This is the, the conclusion of our season rewatch review and commentary so i'm I'm glad that folks have stuck with us for this long. I apologize for Joe and Shaheen. Um, They're really the worst. Um, But you can find us. No, I mean, really? No response to that, guys? I
1: think our listeners know (laughs) what (laughs) the (laughs) truth is. Like, they tune in
0: for us.
1: (laughs) It's there's really like when you're on the side of the truth, there's really no way to like sweat (laughs) it. It's like everyone knows what the truth is. So.
2: This is uh, like we've had some co- podcasts that I've decided are the worst from the very beginning. <laughs> this one I've decided is going to be the best. Um, so listeners, you can find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at maybe geek again, uh, Shaheen Pimp your shit.
1: My blog is called freefloatingperspective.wordpress.com where I talk about my ideas and uh, I hope you enjoy them.
2: And uh, my shit that I want to pimp is my blog at declareshenanigans.com, where I review The 100, and other stuff, which I haven't written on for a while. So shut up! I'll get to writing soon. So we are concluding our Season 3 rewatch with the last four episodes of Season 3, and let me give you those episode details, um... Uh we've got episode 13, which is Join Our Die, written by Julie and Shauna Benson. Episode 14 is Red Sky at Morning, written by Lauren Muir and Kira Schneider. Then we've got Perverse Instantiation, uh, part one, written by Aaron Ginsberg and Wade McIntyre. And then Perverse Instantiation, part two, written by Jason Rothenberg. That will be the last time I am able to pronounce instantiation. Correctly. Okay. Okay. All right. So Is
1: I, I think In, it's instantiation.
2: Instantiation. I, that's what I said. That's what I said. Instantiation. Instantiation.
0: You're you're pronouncing it with like a like an S. It's like with this SH. Instant instantiation. Like it's like it's a weird. Yeah.
2: Instantiation. Shut up. All right. So let's. What were you? Uh, what were you? Your impression? Yeah. <sighs> oh, Greatest <experience>. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What were you guys' impression of the last four episodes? Joe? I kind of I know what, what your thoughts are, but let's hear them.
0: Um, all right. So, like, as we sort of move along into the, the final stretch, um, you know, sort of everything comes together. And we see all of these different threads uh, that were kind of loose being, you know, woven together. And on the one hand, it's satisfying. I think in a a way, but on the other hand, like it just became very predictable. Like there was nothing in these last few episodes really apart from, ooh, the big reveal for um, season four's Big Bad, because obviously Mm -hmm. there was no way we were going to know what that was going to be. But apart from that, it was all like all right, Luna's going to reject it. All right. Well, clearly it's got to, you know, it's going to be Clark in the city of light. And, but then again, you know, how much of this was spoilers that we were, that we were spoiled exactly. on. Um, but you know, like get your, you know, run a fucking tighter ship. Like where were the spoiler police in this? Because by the time like Antari getting hit in the head, I was like, no, she's not dead. She's brain dead. Cause we still need her blood, you know? And Oh, how convenient it is that Abby is, you know, up there with her med kit that she used to torture Clark, which is not to say that the actor's performances weren't great. I would say, I would I would love to yeah. get in. I would love to get in some of, uh, to some of, like, Clark's performance while Abby was hanging herself.
2: Okay, well, we can do that later it, on. Because it was good. Um, That's
0: all I really have to say.
2: It, it was, really it was good. very good. And, I, and I'm into torture porn, so, you know, whatever. it. So what about you, Shaheen, as far as the, uh, the last four episodes what were your general impression
1: yeah so uh these last four episodes are kind of a roller coaster for me because city of light <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so it's like 313 is really weird and disorienting and then uh 314 is great um as, you know as far as city of light is concerned and then there's 315 is again kind of um yeah, not so good. And then 316 is is okay. Um,
0: Are you pouring your wine into a glass?
1: Yeah. Well, th- what I happened is I, I had a cork from a, a previous bottle. <laughs> so I decided to make the smart move of pushing that cork or closing this bottle with that cork. And then that cork broke. <laughs> so and I was struggling. While, y- while you guys were talking, I was struggling with a knife to get this... <laughs> broken old cork out of this new bottle and now i'm pouring how, my wine uh,
0: so what have so, we learned from this
1: <laughs> um just
2: drink the whole bottle the city of
1: light is a roller coaster shaheen doesn't know how to drink wine <laughs> sum up I'll, um,
0: I'll send you i'll send you a gift certificate for franzia so that you can just have it out of a bottle and not not be concerned with
1: yeah. a box.
0: box right my bad <laughs> yeah you're bad <laughs> okay
1: um but, yeah, so I think that um yeah the the reason the the finale is kind of uh, underwhelming for some people. I think there are at least two reasons. Uh, one of them is I think that people were expecting some kind of big twist, and uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, we got the big reveal. Uh, I was satisfied with the reveal that we got. I guess people were expecting something that changes things in retrospect like you realize oh things were not what you thought they were uh, and they didn't get that yeah like
2: a simulation or something
1: yeah Yeah, i was really
2: hoping for something
1: i I wasn't i wasn't necessarily expecting that i was expecting some like interesting reveal and i think we got it um but the reason the second reason the finale kind of doesn't deliver for a lot of people i think is uh, precisely because of what they did to the City of Light. I mean, we talked about how the City of Light is kind of an incoherent idea <laughs> um, because Ali is trying to som- simultaneously save and control people's minds, and I don't think that's possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... And, and they made the, I think the incoherence of the city of light and the one dimensionality of it. They made the city of light, especially if you look at 313, they made, they made the city of light such an, uh, such an obviously undesirable thing that, um, that there was really, by the time we got to the finale, there was no one really cared that the city of light was being destroyed. And everyone was like, yeah, of course. I mean, what else? So, the Clark's decision that was supposed to be a monumental decision, uh, just kind of fell flat for a lot of people. Um, because it was like, yeah, I mean, pull the fucking lever. I mean, there's really, you know, um, there's nothing to ponder on. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's exactly right. Given the stakes that Ali laid out. Uh, I think there was something that for Clark to, to, um, <clears throat> liberate on for a while and, and she did but again for a lot of people that just didn't work because it was the city of light was at that point like an indisputable evil um, and there was no time spent inside the city of light so we didn't really have any connection to like people who had experiences and memories in the city of light and you know we didn't see any People playing with their children, or
0: but like uh, everyone was like off, like everyone was walking very quickly was with just much purpose. around,
1: yeah, but like where yeah, were they going? Like, yeah, like Do we didn't see cream? them have lives or anything. And and I think if we saw them have nice, peaceful, happy lives in the city of life in the city of light, then uh, this you know the stakes would have been higher. Um, and like there were other things, like the way Monty. Uh, Just deleted her mom, like with very little reservation or hesitation, Uh, just made it look to the audience like it's no big deal. It's, you know, either that's not her mom, even though Raven said um, this is her mind, this is her. um, It it still made it look like, yeah, that's just some, that's just a computer code. It doesn't matter. Um, So, I think that was why the the um one of the reasons why the finale was kind of uh underwhelming for people. But uh overall I think it was it was okay. Uh, yeah, they they kind of didn't really have much of a choice at that point. Uh yeah. they sh- they should yeah. have gone a different way with the city of light, I think. And yeah. uh, showed what? more more complexity like they always do more complexity more layering more uh, ambiguity as to whether the city of light is a good thing or a bad thing and it's again it's incoherent because we see these people pop into the city of light like the grounder guard and the prisoner girl imori right and they're all like yeah I understand now like the prisoner girl is, I understand now and they're all uh, loyal to alien and, and they seem to understand her actions. Um, And they seem happy. And then when they get unchipped, uh, they feel this uh, extreme regret, uh, which contradicts what Ali says to Clark, which is even people who are coerced uh, still prefer to stay here. Um, So, that that implies that if some people – at least some people who are unchipped would be like, oh, shit, I kind of like that. Um, But we didn't see any of that. So,
2: well, it's to be all, fair, I don't know.
1: It's all incoherent. Yeah.
2: <laughs> to be fair, the people that we saw unchipped were either in physical pain and responded to that or were horrified by what they had done to their loved ones. We didn't mm-hmm. get to see like a general uh, reaction from just random people who had not been in that throne room. So I- I'm kind of going to disagree with you both on this point that I, I think. Um, I think it is more ambiguous than what, what you guys are, are painting it out to be, because I think season four can definitely deal with the fallout of Clark making that decision for everyone with an impending disaster coming on them. I mean, she, she had a fully formed decision, informed decision that she made, and she made it unilaterally for everybody. Um, and I think like at the end, you saw that Jasper's like, I was finally happy. I think a lot well, of people are going yeah. to feel the same way. But wait, but
0: I mean, I I totally see that. But if she hadn't pulled the lever, then she would have made been making a different unilateral decision.
2: But you could argue that one one unilateral decision is far has far graver consequences, because if you take Ali at face value and we have no reason to disbelieve her, there is no hope. So Clark has basically condemned everyone to die a horrible death. I mean,
1: switching sides. you're you're not <laughs> you're defending Ally now, and i'm I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And
2: what didn't in the last podcast, you said that you would gladly take the chip because you'd be happy in the city of light.
1: Did I say that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you go listen? Well,
1: what I said was if there was a memory of a person that uh, made me miserable and I couldn't live my life anymore, um because of it, Uh, And that that person is out of my life, either dead or otherwise. Um, And then, you know, if it's really paralyzing my psyche, then I don't see what's so valuable at that memory because, you know, memories are, after all, um, fictions that we create. Yeah. Yeah, So that's what I said. But I actually asked, uh, asked my friend about this, and he said that this is a question that he would have to, ponder on for years and he doesn't know what the answer is.
2: Do so we, wait, is is he a philosopher too?
1: Uh yeah, he's studied. Oh, oh
2: goddamn
0: fuckers. Jesus well Christ. so okay, so here's a question. So there were other people in the room who could have taken Clark's place. Would Bellamy have made the same decision and would Murphy have made the same decision?
1: Mhm.
0: Like
2: mm-hmm. I th- uh, I kind of thought about or that. Or would today. everyone
0: unchipped who was faced with that always think that free will and, you know, hope is the, the the right choice.
2: That's really hard to say. Well let's get into let's get into that theme then, talking about free will. Okay. Um because that's been I the think,
0: theme this season.
2: Well it's been the theme this season, but but very prevalent in the back half of season three and plus Uh, Shaheen and I kind of touched on um, the theme of the theme of free will in relation to uh, to Clark, who makes uh, who who makes a very passionate argument about the importance of free will. But when when she has to, she will subvert Luna's free will or the free will of everybody on Earth um, to substitute her own decision. So like is she a hypocrite or is she making these unilateral decisions in the best out of, you know, in the, with the best interest of, of humanity in mind? I mean, it's, I think it's a really interesting, um, dichotomy that they set up. Uh, and Octavia is very quick to point this out when it comes to, to trying to force the chip into Luna. So, I mean, what, what are you guys taking? I mean, Shaheen, I know you had, um, you had something in the run sheet about situationalism. Yeah. So you want to explain that a little bit for us?
1: Sure. Uh, I mean, I think that's one of the running themes of uh, 3B, the second half of season three, and also like the hundred in general. Um, situationalism was this idea in, in psychology that there's really no such thing as personality, uh, that people really behave according to the situation that they're in and um, personality is just the kinds of situations that you tend to put yourself in. Um, And different people in different situations would behave differently and um, there are lots of experiments and evidence on this. The most famous ones being uh, the famous Milgram experiments and the Zimbardo experiment. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those. I haven't heard Uh, about those two. Um, So the Milgram experiment is where um, they bring in people and they ask them to shock a subject.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: um, To give them, like, electric shock when they answer a question incorrectly. And the electric shock goes up, uh, like, gradually. Uh, It goes up from, like... uh, light to like heavy to whatever i don't know what the terms are but then it's like extremely dangerous at the end that's what the label says and you're instructed as the um participant you're instructed to increase the level of the the electric shock every time the person answers incorrectly and of course the person answering the questions is an actor but um you don't know that the participant doesn't know that And, and the question is how far are people willing to go um how big of a shock are they? Like the last uh, notch, the last degree of the shock is like life-threatening or something. Okay. And the question is how many people are willing to go that far um, given that there is a person with a white coat sitting or standing behind them telling them it's okay. right? A person of a, with authority telling them it's okay. And they find that the shocking number of people, something like I think like 60-70% of men... And something close like to 100% of women are willing to go that high um, to like life-threatening degrees of, of electric shock.
2: Well, and, I think that just proves that bitches get shit done. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: um, yeah, Clark. Okay. Yeah, well, and, and it's like, it, it shows that when someone, a person uh, with authority tells us that something is okay to do, uh, humans tend to do it. And, uh, we all sit back and we're like, these Nazis were, they're like, I would have never done that. But if you were in that situation, and this is not out of fear, like these people could have at any point in the experiment, they could have said, I'm not doing this. I'm out. And there would be no consequence, but they're willing to do it just because the a person with, with authority says it's okay. So, um, So the idea is that if you were in that situation, that that we could all be Nazis, if you were in that situation, you would have done the same thing. And um, again, I mean, it's, but it doesn't have to be like a, like a bad thing necessarily. The point is that like, we behave according to the situation. And we pretend like there's this thing that's like my core, my personality, but it's not really um, a, a determining factor
0: yeah, so Wait, and- so you're saying that someone's personality is based on the sum of their experiences, Shaheen? Uh,
1: basically under this <laughs> under like the most extreme view of um, situationalism, your personality would be like the kinds of situations that you tend to put yourself into.
0: So what if you remove those situations from your psyche? What happens then?
1: Well, if if you change your life in such a way that you're now living in a different situation, um, then yeah, then you would have a different personality.
0: So, and I think Jen knows where I'm going with this.
2: I don't. I don't know, but I am. I am like I. I I'm wrapped with attention. <laughs> so 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 you're saying
0: that oh I didn't
1: explain sorry I didn't explain the Zimbardo experiments maybe I should do that before No, no no no
2: no 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 no. no. we're going back to Joe set that trap Joe (laughs) so
0: okay so you're saying that a a person's personality only Mm. comes out in an external situation like they're are are you saying that their past experiences don't inform how they're going to behave in a situation or the situations that they're going to put themselves in
1: uh yeah, well, like an extreme version of situationalism. I should say that I don't think that many psychologists believe in this extreme version of situationalism anymore. But the extreme version of situationalism would say that would say yes, like you basically that there is what, what no such thing say? as personality. There is no personality. It's just the situation that you're in. What, what I mean, do there you, are ex-
0: What do you say? What do you believe?
1: Uh huh. I, I I believe that something in between. It's probably true. So which that is so not, that past experiences. Like
0: wait, so so that past experiences do inform present actions.
1: Right. So, I I think that they do. Um, but I think the situation is is very important.
0: So what happens if you remove those past experiences? Isn't that gonna change what you're gonna do?
1: Like erase them from your memory? Yeah. Uh, sh- Doesn't sure. Doesn't
0: that change who you are? So wouldn't that change who, who is making the decisions?
1: Um, well, it depends on whether you think there is such a thing as, as a who, who's making the I'm, decisions. I'm
2: asking, I'm asking you. <laughs> God damn it. So, so a lesson for everybody who's listening, the well, it depends defense is somebody who is hedging their bets.
0: Or as <laughs> as as someone who is uh, actively in a relationship with someone who is making their way through law school, that is the answer to every fucking question you will ever ask a lawyer. So, can I do this? Depends. That's always the answer.
1: I well, use it at work a lot. Like, okay, too? so you're asking for my personal philosophical. Well, yeah, because you
0: went off as on a, a fucking as a thing. philosopher.
1: What do I think about personal identity and and personality? Well, that I'm just you're basing
0: asking? this on your. You seem to be contradicting what you were saying last week or last time on the pod about it doesn't matter if you remove these memories because it's not going to change who you are. And uh, you well, you just contradicted that last this week. week.
1: Uh huh. Well, what I was saying last week is that I don't think there is such a thing as who you are. I don't know what that is. Like, this is who I am. I don't know what that is. I, I think that changes all the time. Um, that's different. And I think that an important part of life is forgetting. Forgetting is a very sure. crucial part of life. Like, your and brain you has to able... forget.
0: There's no way yeah. that you could live with all of that constantly yeah. at the forefront.
1: I mean, Nietzsche says that, um, a life affirming person should know when to forget and um uh, so that's what i was saying but that's separate from the question of whether there is something at any given moment in time there is something that uh that that you are basically a bundle of tendencies and dispositions that separates you from other people who have different tendencies and dispositions um I think that that's true, that that every person has, at any given moment in time, they have certain uh, tendencies and dispositions that are different from other people. Uh, But I do think this situation matters a lot, too. fucking
0: philosophical cop-outs, I swear to God.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not very... (laughs) what I said is not very helpful, because I think it's like a, a mix of both but uh i just i think that's what's the case you should write your
2: dissertation on this shaheen can i just break in here and say i fucking love this (laughs) because i'm like i'm in i'm i'm in full alcohol sweat right now and i'm like blissing out and just like listening to joe weaving her little web and trying to entrap shaheen is nectar to me He's, he's he's
0: so greased up he's like he's so slippery He's, I mean, but uh, I. like
2: Danny all. DeVito sliding uh, out of the couch I have cushion and
1: in this, Joe. You're not gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> You're Shaheen, not gonna trap like, me in this,
2: Shaheen. I don't know how you exist in the world with all this stuff to consider, without just going. I know nothing. He You're doesn't. Just, he like, leave his Snow. house.
0: Like he leaves his house, goes buys a bottle of wine and doesn't, and finds out he doesn't have a bottle opener. Like these. This <laughs> is this is where that gets you.
2: Yeah, and then we have to then we have to like jury rig that thing open. You're welcome, Shaheen. And then then he puts
1: an old cork on it.
2: (laughs) They then breaks off in the
1: fucking bottle.
2: So, so I guess this this is an example of of how book smarts doesn't necessarily move you along further in the world because without us, Shaheen would still be sitting at home. He'd be so thirsty and sober, unopened bottle of wine because he (laughs) couldn't find his bottle opener. We. We have facilitated this, Joe. We are making him a more fuller human being. We and are
0: drunk. And, and here's the thing, though, is that Shaheen has now made a memory of this incident. And so, thankfully, it's not a painful memory that he wants to erase. So, when he moves forward throughout the world and is faced with another situation where he does not have a bottle opener, he can refer back to this and say, Hey, I have solutions. No,
2: no, you know, this, you know, this betch is just gonna, it, it just, deny that this ever happened and this isn't a memory me oh you no, know? oh yeah no he's yeah you know yeah you know it you never know happened happen. it's like it's like it's like when
0: i watched this morning my cat uh try to jump oh, up onto Jesus. the tall cat dresser chat, everybody unsubscribe to catch <laughs> <laughs> and he missed he like scrabbled and missed and then we never like he walked away and it never happened just never fucking it, happened you
2: know what like cats scrabbling on something and then completely missing their jump is like my the nirvana lifeblood? Yes. Fuck you, cat, thinking you could make that jump.
1: You I'm spilling not, wine all, all over the place. But what that. are
2: you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's drinking out of a bowl because he doesn't have any cups. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, oh my god. Yeah. All
2: right. So, 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 so yeah.
1: I- so, situationalism is Wait, the. Well, idea yeah. What was that- the other experiment? Yeah. Oh. The Zimbardo experiment. The, that's the experiment where, uh, that was done only once, and they never repeated it because... Well, this, the is,
2: this is going to be horrifying, isn't it, Shaheen?
1: It is going to be horrifying. And the... Uh, I mean, it was... I think it was done in the 60s Oh, God, or... is this the one
0: with the baby monkey? No.
1: Okay, good.
0: Fuck, I can't deal um, with that one.
1: And I think that uh, today's ethics committees would not even allow this experiment. But the experiment was that... Um, some Stanford students were chosen randomly and they were assigned to be either prisoners or oh, prison guards. Oh, the
2: prisoner and guard, guard experiment. Every,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, Wait,
0: how is this different than the Stanford prison experiment? Or is this
1: the uh, same
0: one? Didn't he the just the say Stanford? One. No, but he said it started with a Z, didn't you? Or was that just completely... Well,
1: ins- well, the person I, I, the, who was the head of the experiment was uh, Zimbardo. Okay,
2: so, so, but it is the Stanford Prison
1: Experiment. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: okay. That, that's that's how us lay people know it, um, Sean. Yeah, we so don't, we don't you, know any of, you, the, like, of
0: the doctors. We're not if hip, you bring we're not it, tight with Freud or anything.
2: Yeah, yeah, like bring it down like seven notches. I so need a place. <laughs> I don't <laughs> need a person. I need The proletariat a place. can understand. Thank you very much.
1: Okay. Yeah. So the Stanford <laughs> Prison Experiment, they were assigned to be either prisoners or prison guards. And the idea was that uh, regardless of what, who you thought you were.
0: You're actually your, deep down really fucked up.
1: What your values you thought you were, after a few days or a week of being a prison guard, the prison guards started, um, acting very aggressively, uh, towards the prisoners, even though they knew this was just a game. They knew this was just an experiment. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, that's an important note then.
1: They, yeah, I mean, they were reminded throughout the experiment. This is just an experiment. And they, um, they started behaving very guard-like. <laughs> Towards the prisoners, <laughs> and they were very demeaning to them, and they were very um, controlling of them, etc. Now, um, uh, there, there are other experiments where they put like they there's this one where they have uh, pastors or whatever preachers um, who are supposed supposed to go give a give a speech um, or a sermon across the across the street. And on the way to the, to the sermon, and they have like, they leave the room like five minutes before this, the speech. And on the way, they meet, uh, they run into this person who's uh, fallen down and needs help. Uh, of course, that's, um, that's an accomplice of the experimenter. Uh, and, but they don't know that. And the question is like, how many of these people who are going to go preach um values of helping other people Etc how many of them are gonna stop and help, and help this person? person yeah and 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 they show that depending on how much time they have this um seriously diminishes um the amount of like how many people stop to help so, so they,
2: they pretty much abandoned their their religious values and because they're because they're the fear of being late, right?
1: Right. Right. Huh. So,
2: why did this go the way I thought it was going to go?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so you can see this a lot in in the second half of season 3, but throughout throughout the show where people like Pike or Murphy or Indra or Bellamy who in another situation acted very differently. Um, like, for example, Bellamy, who was willing to um, participate in, in the uh, killing <laughs> of a bunch of people who weren't posing any imminent threat, is now uh, telling everyone to that they should um, that they shouldn't kill people who are innocent, and uh, you know, um, and you could say that well, he's he's had a change of heart. Okay, so maybe that's true about Bellamy. But all these other people, it's just the idea is that if, there's, if they're positioned in the situation where um, there is another greater threat and they have to um, cooperate with people who they previously considered enemies, they're, they're completely willing to do that. And, uh, and, and it seems like their values are completely different now because the situation is different. And yeah. so those are the obvious examples, Pike, Murphy, Indra, and Bellamy. But then there's like these interesting examples, Clark um, or Luna, for example, where you see in, in the same episodes, in the same episode 314, you see both Clark and Luna violate what would otherwise be their abstract uh, opinion on morality. Uh, in the case of Clark is, you know, not violating other people's consent and free will. Uh, and we see how she's willing to do that when given the right situation, when she feels like, I mean, Clark's justification is always the same, right? It's always- For her there, goddamn we have, people? It's always well, we I mean, have no other choice. Like, everything she does is always we have no other choice. And then she changes her mind and is like, we have no other choice. And it's like, well, <laughs> you kind of, you, you just mentioned the you, second choice now. So well, let but me anyway. ask you this,
2: Mr. Um, Philosopher. Is it, isn't Clark's choice with Luna a, a, a classic case of, uh, utilitarianism? The greatest good for the greatest number of people. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, hashtag, uh, philosophy minor. <laughs> well sure how,
0: how long I mean, ago the, is that jen when 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 were you when
2: oh were you how dare you 22 years ago
1: <laughs> i mean that's kind of the <laughs> whole <old>. theme <laughs> the whole theme of this season right
2: that's what that's what's so fascinating though Shaheen, is that they they introduced this theme of of free will and consent and all that and then our protagonist, the person that we're supposed to identify with, that the narrative runs through, mm-hmm. she completely violates other people's free will in yeah. order to advance her own agenda. And to be fair, her own agenda is usually in service of the greater good. But yeah. with with Luna, I found that a very dubious, um, I found that a very dubious decision on her part, driven by desperation. And I think framing Clark's actions at the end of season three through, through that lens of she's cornered and desperate and quite frankly, just fucking tired of all this shit. Plus she's lost, you know, uh, Lexa, the the person that she loves. I think she's broken down a little as far as I don't have the time nor the energy to sit here and, and, try to convince you that this is the right way to do it because I, I don't have the luxury of bringing you over to my point of view. And I think it's, I think it's such a, you know, a, a great um, example of, of what this show does and the questions that it makes us consider. I mean, we're sitting well, here discussing these two fill these two experiments about situa- situ Situationalism? Oh, God. Situationalism? Yeah. Thank you, uh-huh. Joe. Uh-huh. Three experiments, um,
1: actually. Well,
2: uh, no, In no, no, regards to a CWTV show, that's how great that some of the writing is and some of the questions that they bring up in the cool. audience are yeah. um, to, to make us consider these things. So, no, but, so go ahead, Joe.
0: But, but, but in this case, it was almost sort of forced because you have to wonder, like, why the fuck... Clark and but like, why they didn't sit Luna down and actually explain the situation to her. They kind of like didn't think, like, they were like, something real bad's gonna happen, it's gonna come here. And it's like, sit her down and be like, so listen, the bombs that destroyed the earth, that computer is still alive, she's got these things that she's trying to make people take, they could already be here already. And if if one person gets it, then that means that an entire civilization is vulnerable. So the moment someone well, got on the on the oil rig and was chipped, then that means that no longer is, and, and I'm sure that this is probably the, the realization that Luna is going to come into and maybe that's why she'll show up in season yeah. four. But, you know, to be like, so listen, Luna, I know that you think this whole nonviolence thing, blah, blah, blah. It's not even a matter of killing people versus not killing people. It is a matter of... This free will that you yourself took advantage of when you left the conclave and were like, "I'm not going to kill any more children." This free will is being taken away from people, and I know that you don't want to kill anyone, but this you you need to take this chip.
2: I think, I mean, going back to uh, to the the situationalism idea is that she's kind of she kind of is very willy nilly as far as how she applies her her philosophy. See, she obviously has to. Yeah, she obviously has to kill Derek out of out of no other choice because Derek yeah. is is actually trying to kill her.
1: Yeah, yes. I mean, we see how like she's willing to kill people when the um the harm that she's trying to prevent is right in front of her eyes. Like when when she doesn't she have abstraction, she sees that little girl is about to be to be hurt, and she's willing to kill to kill for that. Um, but when the harm is removed from her, and she, uh, like, physically, like, geographically removed from her, and she uh-huh. doesn't have to see it, then she's willing to say, I'm not, Meh. no cause is worth killing guys. for. Fuck, it's yeah. interesting. It's like y'all. Clark says, look, some causes are w- uh, are worth killing for. You just did that. <laughs> you just killed some people because, because you, you thought to. it was worth killing for. and And she says, no. Because she doesn't have to see it, right? So as long as she can isolate herself. So
2: is she a hypocrite, or is she naive, or a mix of both? Both. No, no, no. I
0: I think she's a hypocrite. I don't think she's naive. I think that uh, I I scratch that. I think that I think Luna is. We're supposed to see her as very smart and very principled, but I think that smart people can be fucking hypocrites.
1: I think that is no more. Usually, the smartest people are hypocrites. Hmm. I think she's no more of a hypocrite than, than uh anyone else. Um, but she, well, i but mean, the I idea think, is that no, she's
2: not no. supposed to be—everybody like, <laughs> on this show is a goddamn hypocrite. <laughs> oh my <but>. god!
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> fucking Doctor Clark do you with your or Doctor—I mean, if, if
1: by hypocrite you mean that your behavior is uh, deviates from your what you what you claim to be your principles, yeah. Um, given the situation, then situationalism says that everyone is a hypocrite right yeah so, definitely yeah so there, uh, right so like either you'd have to say there are no one is a hypocrite or that everyone is a hypocrite because everyone changes their behavior depending on what the situation but, is
0: but she's arguing but luna is kind of arguing that she's not a hypocrite like she wouldn't say that she is i don't think i think that like yeah. She okay. absolves herself of that because, because of situationalism. Okay. She okay. I mean, so think guys.
1: of it, think of it this way. I mean, Peter Singer, famous um famous philosopher. That I've never eth- heard of. Famous. You don't famous run ethicist. in the cool circles,
0: Jen. You, have, you don't <laughs> run in Not. the in the I'm gonna open up a wine bottle with the, my fucking toolbox.
2: <laughs> with a pl- with pliers and a screw.
0: <laughs> so guys, so guys, I've got some tape and a plunger and <laughs> A Jehovah's Witness pamphlet.
1: Oh (laughs) my
2: god! Um. How do I open my wine bottle, yo? So okay, Peter Singer.
1: Peter Singer has this argument that um, if you see a child drowning in a lake, right? So you're walking by, where are their parents? Child.
2: Yeah, where are their parents at, yo? Uh,
1: They're not around. So so you see this child.
2: Fucking lesson.
1: The child the child is drowning in 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 the lake and you have very expensive shoes
2: um, <laughs> oh, God, okay. m-
1: most people would probably be willing to uh, go into the lake and there is no time to take off your shoes you most people would be willing to like go into the lake and save the child yeah but there are children dying of hunger and 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 etc and uh, in other parts of the world you're not willing to give up your expensive shoes um, and donate that money to those people what is the reason them. the the only reason is that they're removed from you you don't see yeah. them yeah we um, all
2: we all live in that world shaheen i mean as I ho- as as world. i hold
0: my iphone built with god only
2: knows what
0: kinds of horrors
2: yeah right. thanks
1: so thanks sorry. people
2: who- Sorry, but as, I love as my you iPhone. as you
0: find listeners listen to your to our podcast on on your, on your iPhones on your and exploding phones. Samsung devices.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, now there there are lots of problems with Peter with Peter Singer's argument that you could point out, but the point is, uh, as far as situationalism is concerned, is again like you can say whatever your principles are, but. Uh, what really determines your behavior is is the situation that you're in. If if it's in, right in front of you and you see it, and you you act one way. If it's not, you act another way.
2: So, Shaheen, so, so, so would situationalism define who you are at your core? And I know you hate <coughs> trying to answer this question because you don't even know if you exist in this plane <laughs> of reality.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to May We Geek Again, episode 12, first part of 15 part podcast. <laughs> yes. We have spent we have seriously spent a long time on this conversation, but I think it's fascinating. And our listeners are like, hey, could give could to take it or give it. I don't know. <coughs> um because, so, but but Shaheen, like, so so say I, I think I'm a good person and I've gone. Done good acts throughout my life.
1: Mm-hmm. Hypo-
2: Joe, I, I'm a good person. Hypothetically. It's so sh-
1: It's good. It could happen. Jen could be a good person.
0: <laughs> I mean, sure. Anything's fucking possible in the City of Light, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's theoretically possible.
0: I mean, I have no proof, but I also like she's the Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat of like morality. Like she's in the box and we don't know if she's killing people or praying.
2: Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not killing people. Uh, I've got better things to do with my time, like play Overwatch. And wait, don't you kill people the, in Overwatch? Yes, but those are theoretical people, and there are pixels on a screen. So situationally, I've, you know, you don't care.
0: Well, yeah. Would uh, would you? Okay, okay. Would you kill but, something that looked human? Like if if you were if you were on Westworld, like would you be able to kill you know a superhuman android, superhuman so looking? The,
2: so the the, the, conce- the conceit on Westworld is, and, and spoiler alert, guys, I'm sorry, but if you are a visitor to Westworld, a host cannot kill you, and there are supposed to be safeguards in place to prevent you from killing another visitor. Killing hosts is fine. The hosts... But would you? That's, would that's, you be able to do that? I, I think that in the abstract, to go back to Shaheen's situationalism, in the abstract, I would pick the white hat. In, in the situationalism, I might get into Westworld and go, the White Hat's kind of boring. Let's kill I some fuckers. I might want to rape and pillage. Let's kill some fuckers. You, you can do that as the White Hat and and have it be for, for truth, justice, and the Old West way, um, but there's – we are going so deep here, and I don't even fucking care. I'm three drams in. But there's there's a point in, in this situation. It's been an hour. How are you? I know.
0: I, also, my, I would my, just like to point out real? that you two are getting quietly drunk on a Sunday afternoon.
2: Look, this <laughs> scotch goes down real smooth, dude. How, Especially eat, after you made me eat another eat Tums, tums. Eat another <laughs> and tums. drink the scotch at the same time. And you know what? I, As you said, that, not that bad. Not bad. That yeah, not that bad, guys. But that that part's not making the podcast. That was that was pre pre episode shit that we do. But in the Westworld situation, you can lift the the veil of your own humanity and the veil of your own morals and be whoever you want to be in that situation. But does that make you who you are? Like Shaheen, l- if you are in a situation. And to go back to my previous thing that I wanted to say, I, I consider myself a good person despite your, your objections. But if I do something in a situation that is that that runs against my my you know my moral code that I believe in, what defines me? Does that that moment in time and that situation define me, or does my moral code define me? And I think I've argued in the past that you're both. That you know, going back to Alexa's, we are who we are. That you are a myriad of things. You're not you're not this ideal uh projection of yourself that you want to show the world. You are somebody who is who is a deviant, that you will do underhanded things, you will pirate TV, and you will, you know, not uh report that you got more from Amazon that than what you actually ordered, which actually happened to me, and I'm not gonna do it because guess what. I've been ripped off before, so fuck all y'all. I'm balancing the scales, like <laughs> that's everything that you are, and you don't have to. In my philosophy, you don't have to to either side on the right or good or evil. Or, or you don't have to sit on the side of good or evil. This is not a black or white situation for me. Sit, you know, the situation that you are actually in um, can tip the scales. I mean, back. Back to your uh, your reference to Nazis, we all say we would never do that. Like, right, Shaheen, that was your contention. I right. would never Why ever do do that? I wouldn't, but you know, but you're not in that situation, so You are not in that the situation. The experiment
1: proves you wrong, Joe.
2: Yeah, well, you're kind of Jewish, so yeah, you probably wouldn't <laughs> be a Nazi. Let me just say by that. Definition. Let me just put that out there. By definition, <laughs> probably. yeah, so thanks. Thanks, Joe, for by definition being a good person. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I mean, so so this is now the anti-Semitic podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Jews Are Ruining the World podcast, sponsored by Donald Trump. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Put a little political shit in there. Um, This is the best, guys, this is the best podcast we've ever recorded. Do you agree? Yes. It's also statistically the drunkest. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm probably the drunkest I've been in a few years. So.
2: <laughs> in a few years, Jesus Christ, everybody, we're making history. You you uh,
0: giggle speaking... like you have a different laugh, Shaheen. When your drunk laugh is very different uh-huh. than your than than your otherwise uh, yeah. unsober laugh.
2: <laughs> I gotta say, okay. I'm really loving the Shaheen. And when we and and while we're on the subject of making history, I can't believe that we're probably we're probably like an hour into this podcast before. I mentioned, guys, the reason why I'm drinking, the reason why I'm in a good mood, is that the fucking Chicago Cubs have made the World Series for the first time since 1945. Tell them about your stinky shirt, Jen. Tell them how fucking filthy you are. Okay. Okay, podcast listeners. So there's this kind of tradition in sports that uh, in the player world that is not not in the spectator world. Wait, so
0: you have just completely shamed yourself?
2: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) I'm completely debauched. So, so I I I I went and bought a a couple Cubs t shirts, and I've been wearing this Cubs t shirts on game days. Um, since I bought it. So since the, 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 series with the Dodgers started, I know I'm a bad fan. I didn't have any Cubs t-shirts, uh, uh, in, in my wardrobe. Sorry, they haven't won a world series in 108 years. Forgive me. But so I've, I've worn this, this t-shirt on game days without washing it. And I will continue to wear it on game days without washing it until the end of the world series. Now, it's if they win, I'm right. If they win, I am going to weep openly, and if they lose, I am going to weep openly. But, but guys, you do not un- like Shaheen and Joe do not understand how important this is to Cubs fans. If they li- win, if they win, do yeah. you wash
0: the shirt and do you let it ride and hope oh. that the magic holds for oh, next year? Oh,
2: good question. Look, to be honest, this thing this thing has like a protective layer of CK one on it.
0: That's not a protective. Which, that's just a, an offensive layer. <laughs> <laughs> so look, you're, you're like fucking Tommy Boy rubbing uh, uh, air, car air fresheners under his pits in the elevator. That's that's what the CK one is doing. It's it's not fooling anyone, Jen.
2: Look, all right, I Joe, but you, you didn't answer my question. To, Are You gonna wash the shirt or not? i don't know you i have never considered this but joe let's go to the ck1 thing yeah it mixes very well with my body that's that's what okay? you say
0: but who who else I, is gonna tell you your dog winston like the dog loves the
2: stink you know i go into the office at least once a week um and no one has commented that the ck1 of is offensive and I'm that i also do buy scents from la satan which is fru, 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 if y'all have to know where um, do you find ck1 like is there like
0: a bat like is there d- did you go like onto I- ebay from 1999 are you using
2: like <laughs> google cash i was about to say do you go on to do you like time travel back to the 1990s no amazon has it bitch like amazon has everything crotch chop and if you don't know what that is Google Degeneration X, and then you will know what that is. And that's a reference to an obscure reference to C- to WWE wrestling. You're the only one. All right. So, God, we went deep in that. How deep did we go, Jen? We went Not balls
0: deep.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> went okay. dicks deep.
0: I, I, explain. I, I, <clears throat> what, Joe? <laughs> like, isn't it always? Like, do I just not understand the mechanics of this? Like, don't do, like.
1: Don't we always go deep? Is that your question?
0: Like, always. isn't it? Isn't it all like what? What makes something balls deep as opposed to just like?
1: We're a well, deep podcast, Joe.
0: I'm talking so about fucking so, Shaheen.
1: Sometimes we go dicks deep. Sometimes we go balls deep. It depends.
2: I am going to start a petition at whitehouse.gov for Shaheen to always drink white wine on our <laughs> podcast because you are a national treasure right now, Shaheen.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jen.
2: Welcome. I, I,
0: I have so many questions,
2: but let's, it let's depends move on. on. It depends on the woman and the dick. I know. I, I know you think the mechanics of it are fairly simple. It depends so, on
1: the situation.
2: God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) I can't even right now with with us. (laughs) All right, so let us move on to another section where we talk about the actual show and some other things. So let's get to world building moments, guys. Um, All right. I think we all really enjoyed seeing something other than a forest. So the oil rig was really exciting to see.
1: Yep. Yes, seems I to like be the a oil consensus.
2: rig. I wonder, like, is there
0: any technology still left on the oil rig? Like, like, I, I wonder. It seems it it seems like it's a lot less um, crude.
2: Uh, is that Get is that it? a petroleum joke? Huh? <laughs> uh, oh God! Damn. Oh my God! <laughs> can we just can we
0: really quickly just talk about the fucking slam poetry that happened on the oil rig, <laughs> like? <laughs> In the middle of the fucking ocean, you cannot get away from insufferable, uh, you know, angst te- angsty teenagers. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Um. Yeah.
2: Wait, my-
0: what the scuba divers? Oh, right, right, right. The not actually scuba divers, but dudes. Yeah, coming y- out of the you water. know the scuba
2: divers. They. Uh... So I have a question for you guys. I am confused. Is this float on crew or is this like a completely separate group of people? Excellent
1: question. <laughs> so I don't know the answer to this question. And it seems contradictory because if these people are the Fluton crew, if they're the um, the boat people, and so that this means that the boat, boat people are uh, pacifist, anti-establishment people. So how come they have an amb- ambassador in polis who backed up naya that makes no sense
2: well that that's why i'm thinking that they're not float on crew that they're just a completely separate group of people
1: yeah because shaheen what point is, is correct
2: it makes no sense for these guys to be the actual um it's to be any part of the coalition i it, like yeah. what why would titus ever ever accept anyone <laughs> led by luna into the coalition yeah. Uh, so, so I'm I'm inclined to believe that they are not float on crew,
1: right? And
2: why would they join the coalition? Like they get
0: nothing out oh, of it. Oh yeah, like, they exactly. Don't want...
2: Exactly.
1: They don't want anything to do with it. They don't want yeah. any of it. So, they don't want to be yeah. dragged
0: in because presumably, if you were part of the coalition, then like not only do you receive protection, but that also means that you have to like send fighters when the commander right. requests it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So I, I guess we. I can mean, pretty you much... could
1: you could argue that they would send like maybe supplies and medicine and food and whatever to the to the like joint army but it still it still doesn't make sense they shouldn't be part of the coalition
2: yeah so i i, I think that the consensus here is that they are not float and crew they're they're completely separate people so i mean to me aside from the ambassadors we really haven't had a lot of exposure to anyone aside from tree crew and a couple uh, of nasty as gaden's yeah, from Asgeta. So, I'm I'm very uh, inclined to be excited to see new clans, not necessarily new clans, but any clan to have to 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 come to prominence in season four. And I know we're going to see the uh, Glowing Forest Clan, but I, I wonder if we'll see, you know, any any other clans have more representation other than some. Rando uh, ambassador, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> we well, was quick. Get a consensus,
2: and we're done. Yeah. yeah, we actually we actually agreed on something, so that's Weird. banner day.
1: It also shows <sighs> that the grounders are okay with using technology uh, as long as it's not weapons. I get, I I, I suppose I don't know.
2: Yeah, I. And that just all stems from they don't want to use the weapons of of mountain, uh, yeah, of the mountain, mountain men, yeah. right? So it's but, kind yeah. of like it's kind of like Batman's philosophy where he never kills or uses a gun because you know uh, criminals are a cowardly lot, S- uh, superstitious and cowardly lot. That's what that's what Batman says. So it, it I don't know, it's kind of arbitrary. Like, hey, we don't want to I mean, use the mountain, guns. The mountain men
0: are dead. Like, shouldn't
2: they be cool with using guns now? Well, apparently, Indra's just fine with it when she has to. Well, Again, situationalism. Boom. boom. Yeah, I
1: think the um, I I've been meaning to say this. I think they shouldn't have eliminated Mountain Weather. It was just it was just too important in the world yeah. building. Like in, it was too important of an element. Because here's the thing. Their-
0: what if? Hold, up, hold hold on here. So I what if they didn't destroy Mount Weather? Right. <laughs> And then Pike could have like decided to take over the farming of the, the hydroponics that they had going on down there. Uh-huh. Like they would have had, it would have been defensible. Like, why, why would they move the, like, why would they move people into Mount Weather and not seal up the Reaper tunnels first? Like, if you're going to use Mount Weather, like, uh-huh. let's keep sketchy grounders out. And, you know, like, it was just it, that assassin should have never gotten in.
2: Well, you could make an argument that no matter how you fortify your defenses there, that Emerson would have had the knowledge of how to circumvent those. So, you know, the, there was a possibility that that a assassin could have gotten in regardless of of. Of what Sky Crew had done to fortify Mount Weather. Um, the other yeah. thing is, I still don't, I still I just, don't understand. Uh, like,
0: it, it it this gets back to one of those things where it's like, okay, all of this stuff happened, but like, how did they know? Like, if like, how did how did they know that that was going to be the exact right? Because because they hadn't actually really started moving people into Mount Weather, right? It wasn't until they found farm stations they were like fuck we need a place to put them like presumably yes. the whole like Asgheta, like planning this whole thing you know and emerson's grand revenge um it, it, like it was so based on whether or not like all of these other things kind of fell into place otherwise they would have just blown up mount weather just for spite like even though no one was living there like it just No and- I
2: think no they had moved into mount weather they had moved some of farm station into mount weather and then I think that gave them the opportunity to come up with the plot to blow it up.
0: And why wouldn't you wait uh, until there to were more people in there? Like why? Like you didn't even get your like one for one revenge, Emerson. Like you were impatient. I,
2: I, I mean, I think it's fairly clear that they moved as many people in Mount weather that they needed to, to make sure that Arcadia was, was not overcrowded. So I, I don't think that that's too, too much of an issue.
0: But I, if I were Emerson, I would have waited until more people had moved into Mount Weather. Like, why well, where would are the
2: more people going to come from?
0: Well, I mean, why, why wouldn't you want to move Arcadia into Mount Weather? Like, it's a self sustaining
2: system.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ali, uh, sorry, Abby said that this was an exploratory group, so presumably the intention was if this works out, then we're going to move everyone in or more people in. So, yeah, yeah, they didn't.
2: They didn't want to put all their ba- eggs into one basket. I, I think that's that's kind of what it was because I, I, the the optics of it was was very poor to begin with. So they needed to kind of feel out the grounders to make sure it was okay. And I still think know. that they like
0: to the victor goes the spoils. Like, sorry, they get Mount Weather. Sky Sky Crew gets Mount Weather. Like you fucked up, yeah. Lexa. Sky Crew gets <laughs> Mount Weather. Dibs.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think Kane and and Abby. Uh, you know, share that same philosophy.
1: So, right, I think so they let's... shouldn't have. Uh, yeah, regardless, I th- I feel like they shouldn't like um, eliminating Mount Weather was just too much of a change in their uh, world building because so much of the grounder culture was built around Mount Weather and the conflict mm-hmm. with Mount Weather. Like yeah. the whole uh, trigger to sling as, as a language was is supposed to have been. Created originally as a code to uh, be able to speak in a language that the mountain men, the mountain men don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was just, there was just too much. When, when Nyla said, you killed our most important enemy. Um, that I think that just proves how important Mount Weather was. Um, so yeah, it just creates this vacuum in their world building. When they got rid of Mount Weather,
2: yeah, and it also creates. So, if it was their most important enemy, it also creates an opportunity for somebody like Queen Naya to start looking at other, other avenues of circumventing the coalition and becoming, you know, the most powerful clan in yeah. out of the twelve clans. You know, blowing up blowing up Mount Weather, like the destruction of the Mountain Men gave Naya that opening that she needed to to basically say, well, I want to be in charge now because there's nothing really in my way. There's no shared concern that we all need to fight against. So right. if, if you really like look at the whole timeline and all the, the chain of events that happens, Lex's decision to either to defeat Mount Weather or to leave Clark on that mountaintop, like the, her decision to abandon Clark there... Helped to lead to her downfall because she created Juan Heda out of that situation, and Juan Heda's position in the world and what she had done at Mount Weather completely um, put Lexa at risk. I mean, if you think about it, like the the best thing for Lexa to have done was to never have done anything against Mount Weather, because it was a uniting, uh, a a uniting uh, purpose for all the the twelve clans. So, but, but there was no way that Mount Weather couldn't have been defeated. Like the
0: problem was then that Mount Weather, they needed, they had decided to focus on Sky Cruise. So you're saying that Lexus has just been like, deuces, they want you more than they want us. Um, Best of luck, peace out. Like before, before even forming the Alliance, not even talking about the the season two finale, but just like not even wanting to like scrap
2: or get involved. I I think she didn't have all the information about, what Mount weather was doing and whether or not sky crew would be more, more catnip to Mount weather than, uh, the grounders were. So, I mean, really it's like, do you feet, do you like unite everybody to defeat your greatest enemy? And then everyone within your, your coalition starts to turn to other things and maybe not some, and maybe some nefarious things. Or do you keep, you know, a single-minded purpose and sacrifice the few grounders to kind of keep your hold on power? I think that's, I think that's an interesting question. I think that's a, maybe something that's a little bit overlooked because you have to go in a little bit deeper as to, as to evaluating the consequences of decisions that are made. And then there's just such a chain of events that occur and different, uh, Impacts of those events and consequences that have to be considered. So, I'm I'm glad that Mount Weather is out of play because we don't have this easy. Oh, we can ride out the nuclear apocalypse in Mount Weather. Well, can you? Because how how long can you keep a potable supply of, of water available? In what? Where? In in where? Mount Weather? In Mount Weather? Because uh, because the the uh, the fall the the waterfalls in the in the in the water that's out there is no longer going to be viable for you. So you would have to store an amazing amount of water within Mount Weather to sustain well, I mean, your people. Do, do we not
0: know that it's maybe fed by like an underground you know water aquifer that is not you know that that is safe? Like because I feel like if you're building a giant fucking bunker for the president to live in for god only knows how long like you don't want to be reliant on surface accessible huh. freshwater sources
2: that that's a good question i'm assuming that that the the water source that they have that generates their power um is is what they would use for their water source the water well, and, supply you would also they purify it within mount weather
0: yeah i would also assume that they have like water reclamation technology as well
2: yeah, but that only works for so long. Like you you can only uh, reclaim enough urine and whatnot before it eventually runs out because you don't you don't recycle 100% of the water that you right. intake. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> hello everybody. Also, Welcome to the uh, urine podcast.
0: The number <laughs> of times you have reintroduced this podcast today.
2: <laughs> is this um, is this your drunk's deja vu? Yeah, this is pretty much this is pretty much what's happening.
1: There's also a bunker that, uh, we see in the opening sequence. Um, and I wonder if that's going to play a role in in season four. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I mean, we see the opening sequence from what's been hypothesized to be Ali's drones. And Mm -hmm. they're, they're one of the locations that we see is this bunker, um, and it's never been visited, so maybe some people will go there in season four and try to hide out. So
0: they um, they post. Oh, sorry, I, I like I can't tell you this because you don't want to know anything about season four. Never mind, Shaheen.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Well, there's also presumably since we're in the since we're in the the geography of Washington D.C., there's a, presumably a number of. Facilities there that would serve for important as, people, for important people, not for people like you, me, uh, you and me, and Shaheen. No. obviously, but for the ruling class, as it were, the the people that would, you don't know uh, how
1: important I am.
2: I'm pretty sure, Shaheen, you don't have a fucking bottle opener.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, point taken.
0: You're really important. One of your secret service members I, I would have pulled pull out of their bo- breast pocket. I my
1: bottle opener. Let's just you know, to be clear, I have a bottle opener. I can't <laughs> sure find do. it.
0: Sure yep. you do. Sure that, you do. That, just that like your Canadian that girlfriend. I'm not
1: an important person. I'm
0: sure she exists, Jahi. <laughs> 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 All right. All right,
2: right so let's, let's talk about some character arcs and evolution. What, what do you guys want to talk about in regards to that?
0: I mean, I think we already talked about sort of mine in terms of like Clark deciding that she is going to circumvent free will um, and put the the chip, the flame into Luna, which is, you know, versus Allie torturing people to get them to take the chip. Um, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if they hadn't been so outnumbered, like how many people they, like how far they would, how far the delinquents would have gone to put the chip in, into luna and not to be whatever like having clark like be like just sending clark over there with hey i'm gonna try and force this chip into you and like i'm sorry luna was trained in the conclave like bitch knows how to handle herself but
2: like <laughs> yeah that was like bad what like, if, bad idea jeans
0: what if that you know bellamy and octavia had backed her up and you know held down luna and put in the fl- you know put in the flame like how i i that's that's a, that would have been even cooler if Luna had fought them off and B, like, it just seems like kind of weak sauce. Like Clark wasn't really that committed.
2: Well, here's the thing. Like I I think after watching Luna fight, um, I think that, that the three of them could not have taken her on. Um, I I think the really, I think really the focus of that scene was not really Clark's uh, impotence in, in her ability to actually physically follow through with something like that. But rather showing us that, that Clark is so desperate that she's willing to circumvent another human being's free will to force something on them that they don't want. Um, I, one of the things that I wanted to bring up was I think it's interesting that in, in the, the scene in Titus's little sex cave, when, um, <clears throat> when they're trying to, def- to figure out how to destroy the backpack— that Murphy is basically given the the same choice as Clark uh, that Clark has been given throughout the series is that, you know, in order to save others, that he has to kill a lot of people mm-hmm. when he's when he's about to destroy the uh, the the backpacks power source. And it, it's noticeable to me that he's unable to go through with it because again, Amori is sitting right there in front of him. the The person that he loves is sitting right there in, from a, in front of him. And going through with with destroying that power source means Mine, killing kill Amori.
0: Might,
2: yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Amori is is a dubious narrator at that point in time. She's saying whatever she needs to say for Allie to to survive and get through the uploading of her code to the the Arcadia Ring that's still up into space. Um, but regardless of of that i mean uh murphy defers to pike to make that decision so if you go back to um the question that was posed earlier in the podcast about if somebody else had been in clark's place in the city of light and had you know the choice whether or not to to shut the city of light down or not could they have made the same decision i don't know if murphy could have um obviously the decision is different but and Amori isn't there in front of him. He, you know, presumably he would have been joining Amori in the city of light. So I don't know if his his survival instincts would have meant he wants his mind to survive or he wants his, his body and reality to survive. So I think, you know, I think, I just think it's interesting that Murphy is put in the same position that Clark has been put in numerous times in this, in this, uh, series. And he basically hands the spear over to Pike to make that decision. And we know Pike is, is obviously going to make it. He's, he's very, you know, kind of single-minded in that respect. Shaheen, what about your, uh, your, your character beats?
1: Um, I thought the uh, conversation between Luna and Octavia was very interesting. And um, generally speaking, the contrast between Luna and Lexa as um, two sort of paradigms of pacifism. I thought that was interesting. I mean, on the one hand, Octavia has put all of her hopes into this Luna thing um after lincoln is dead um luna is sort of the the one remaining memory of lincoln that she has it's the one thing that lincoln mentioned um a lot and um generally speaking luna's tendencies seem to align with lincoln's yeah
2: um
1: so basically now, this, this is the only thing she can hang on to. And then she goes there and she meets Luna. And uh, Luna is in a completely different phase. <laughs> um, she, um, she basically tells her that Lincoln would have never wanted her to be the way that she is. And um, I, I think that Luna is actually right about Lincoln, Luna understands Lincoln better than Octavia does Um, I I think that Lincoln would never want it would have never wanted Octavia to be in the place that she is Um, but regardless of that I think the contrast between Luna and Lexa is interesting because Luna uh, symbolizes this sort of idealist approach to pacifism uh and lexa uh symbolizes a pragmatist approach right so lexa says um it's okay to kill um in order to achieve the goal of peace but luna says that that's basically like you can't you can't really achieve peace by killing if you want to achieve peace you have to stop killing Um, and that's very interesting because it's kind of, you can kind of see how, um, each one would justify, would justify themselves because Luna,
0: do you think Luna would have taken the chip? Like, Ali's promise is that there would be no fighting, no war, no nothing. Mm. Would Allie have because even talking to the girl that, uh, whatever the fuck her name was, it's not even worth learning her name because Jasper had a crush on her, so she's dead. She? Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, she. sure, whatever. She? Oil rig How girl. dare you, Joe? Um, like she complained that she'd never been off the rig. And I wonder if if you agree to join Luna's like oil rig symposium, that you know, unless she allows you off, like that you're you're stuck there. And so like, kind of how is that really any different than Ali? Like, would she have, would she have like been on board with Ali's plan?
1: Right. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, it's, it's interesting more generally to, to ask, um, whether the way that Ali secures other people's alliance and loyalty Um, is that any different from the way that other people uh, secure other people's alliance and loyalty? Like we, we tend to think about, we we tend to talk about it when, for example, when Bellamy um, joins Pike's team, we tend to think of it as Bellamy is under Pike's spell, right? Or um, he's just this he's under his influence, right? So, There are some things that Pike says that influence Bellamy's brain in such a way that make him follow his orders. Um, is that any different from the way that Ali does it? Right. And if Ali is able to change the way that you think in such a way that you won't, you will stop fighting, which is true, which was something we've seen. Right grounders and the sky people when they take the chip they stop fighting with each other um is is that really different from the way that any other person convinces other people to follow them so um yeah that's an interesting question
2: welcome sure. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's start moving on to our favorite scenes. Um, Joe, let's let's revisit something that you had mentioned prior. Um, the uh, the scene in the throne room where uh, you know they've they've captured Clark and they're putting the screws to her to find out what the passphrase is for the flame. You really, you really enjoyed Eliza Taylor's acting in that scene, especially, you know, when the chips are down and Aunt Abby's like, well, I'm going to hang myself. You you better say something. And Clark's right. like, yeah, nah. like, Clark holding
0: out, not like Clark sort of, uh, to use your word impotence in that, in that moment of like, she can't help her mom. She's chained up to the same thing that, Emerson was chained to like she's tied up. She can't do anything. And she's kind of, and just sort of this expression on her face. And I feel like so often, especially with Octavia, but for so often we sort of forget that these characters are supposed to be 18, you know, 17, 18, 19. Um, But we forget that. And given the situations that they're in, given um, sort of the way that they carry themselves and just watching that scene and sort of this pain and desperation and like, She wants to help her mom, but she can't because she has to be, you know, the responsible adult or whatever. Um, And it's sort of uh, the way that the way that she acted and played that scene. She felt young again to me, like she felt like a teenager again, which I really appreciated. And I also think that it's a really very interesting callback to the exact same situation that she was in in season two, where she is watching her mother be tortured um, and in 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 season two, she she had to decide whether or not to let her mother be tortured um so that other people so that she wouldn't have to kill a bunch of other fucking people um, yeah you know what what that decision was versus this one where she has to let her mother be tortured in order to save everyone um which i, I, yeah. I you know if we're talking about parallels, you know not inclusive of pulling levers, um I thought that putting. Clark's mom in torture or not save everyone or not was at least an interesting callback and very, very, very well acted.
2: Yeah. And then the stakes are a lot different though. I mean, in Mount weather, it was like what, 44 delinquents that were mm-hmm. at stake. Plus, this was plus everyone, th- plus, but plus the folks that had been captured on their way back to Arcadia. So, you know, Kane, Raven, well, Raven mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, captured because of, of their plot. But, uh, but that was a small, contained group of people, right? I mean, we're talking maybe 60, 70 people that were at stake. With with Allie and giving, the, you know, the, the the potential of giving the, the the passcode to Allie, there would have been every, everybody was at stake. So the stakes are much higher in this in this situation. And <laughs> I really love that scene because it the 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 shock of it all of her own mother, like sticking a scalpel into her a couple of times. Um, again, that, that wasn't really torture, torture. I mean, we've seen the show go a lot deeper. I mean, we've seen fucking waterboarding now. Um, but watching what, and I really like when the protagonist is is pushed to the very, the very limit when it comes to this, like I said before, I like torture porn. In the respect that when the protagonist is put in a situation where they have to decide between the unthinkable of letting somebody they love die or letting themselves be subject to unspeakable pain versus the bigger picture of, of you know, what they're trying to accomplish, I think that whole scene was just amazing to me. And I know people are like, oh... You know, it was just another example of season three going way too far with how dark it got, with how it was willing to hurt uh, and go to, to a place of suicide with its with its uh, characters. And to me, I'm like, well, that's just the show, dude. I mean, fucking Charlotte knifed Wells back in in episode uh, three of season one. Like, this is the fucking show. It. it it put itself out there. Its stakes are fairly, um, what it is, is, is fairly plain to me from the very beginning that they're going to go there, right? They're going to go as far as they need to go to, to prove a point or to push their protagonists or antagonist to, um, unthinkable, um, uh, highs or lows. So I, I think the acting was so great in that scene. Um, I think a question comes up, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this. A question comes up where... So, um, Allie initially wanted uh, to use Bellamy against Clark. You know, Mm -hmm. her weaknesses are friends. Let's start with Bellamy. Do you think that she would have let Bellamy die much the way she was willing to let Abby die? Wow. Uh I mean, the shippers are going to say no? Oh, Of Uh course. The shippers are going to say no. They've got their shipper colored glasses on. I will <sighs> say she is more than willing to let anyone die in that situation to keep the passcode uh, to to keep that a secret. That that's th- my position at, on it. Yeah, I think I think
0: in this specific situation.
2: Yes, I don't
0: know. I don't know if Abby and Bellamy had been reversed at Mount Weather, how that would have
2: gone. Yeah, exactly. No, I think she would have made the, the same decision at Mount Weather if if uh, Bellamy was in Abby's position. Yeah, I mean, but, but again, I think it's. I think- it's, it's- the magnitude of the stakes calls for the magnitude of the decision. It has to be a much, much more complex and difficult decision. So I think she's letting Bellamy die. She's letting Raven die. She's letting any is old Bell- fucker is die. Is Bellamy chipped in this situation, or is he being
0: tortured and hanged just to like torture her?
2: I, like, I, I, I guess that's a consideration to maybe, but to me it's irrelevant. Again, it, it's, I think. Well, I'm just saying. Like I feel like if Bellamy were not chipped. He
0: also would be like, Don't fucking don't, give it up. Yeah,
2: don't give it up. Yeah, I mean that's that's a strength of Bellamy's character is that he's he's as committed to this this quest as it were as, as Clark is. So I agree with you, Joe. I, I think that uh Bellamy would say don't fucking say anything. Uh Shaheen, what what is your take?
1: I think that she would have let Bellamy die as much as okay. she let Abby die. Um, But the situation is different from Mount Weather, too, because in Mount Weather, um, if, I mean, this, letting Abby die in Mount Weather would not have meant any advantage um, in the war itself, like, would not have meant winning the war and, um, you know, like, preventing her from dying wouldn't have meant losing the war. Whereas here in this situation, preventing Abby from dying would have meant losing Losing, the war. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. So that was very different, a different situation. I think she would have probably decided the same if it was Bellamy. Um, I, um, yeah. I think that, it's very interesting from the point of view of Abby, because from Abby's point of view, as long as she's chipped, again, this is incoherent. But one way to look at it is from the from Abby's point of view, from chipped Abby's point of view, she's not dying, right? Um, she doesn't think that the, her material body really matters. Uh, she thinks that... Oh,
2: yeah, that's right. She,
1: She'll be alive regardless. I had so, not considered that. Um, yeah. So she's just like the 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 idea is: look, this material body is so important to you. So are you willing to give up this code to save this material body? It doesn't matter to me. I, I'm still gonna be alive. Um, so <laughs> that's a very interesting way of like trying to find leverage in what people find important that you don't find important anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's an interesting, again, that goes back to the, uh, to the idea of change of perspective that we talked about how when you take the, the chip, uh, there's a change of perspective that happens. And that was very um, prominent in this, uh, especially in uh, episode 14. Of this, of this season when we saw all those people pop up in the city of light and they had a completely different perspective when they were in there. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's interesting to think about it from Ali's point of view. And when she says, Ali's not killing me, you are. Yeah. Um, that I, the that way was I cold under- dude. <laughs> yeah, the, the way I understand that is like, you are killing me from your point of view. Because you think that killing me uh, constitutes killing my body, but Ali isn't killing me because to her and to us, killing me means killing my mind, and my mind isn't being destroyed, so.
2: But, I mean, really, that's just a classic mom guilt trip, too. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking mommed it all up, Abby. (laughs) Um. Let's talk a little bit about Lexa's reemergence in the finale when she appears in the City of Light, and how um, weird it
0: was when she used like. I mean, word, it's not
2: anachronistic,
0: but like to the to the point. But for her, like to be like, "There's a firewall." I'm like, "It's a fucking chain link fence." Don't just.
2: Well, but yeah. I mean, obviously, though she has access to everything that Becca I, knows. I, I, so I Becca understand the justification. It. It just, it
0: I'm just, just saying, weird. it was weird. Um, but yeah, uh,
1: firewall I just, I, update. It's like, what the hell is an update? Uh, it's,
2: just, job, it's, right? <laughs> it, it's really weird I mean you can you can justify it if you know based on what you know about Becca and and the flame and all the commanders kind of sharing this kind of you know this shared consciousness or or memory but I, as much as I loved Lex in the finale it does not in any way make up for what they did in 307 no um it, it's it was nice to see Lexa again um you know, I would have loved to have seen the end where Alexa is going to battle the the remaining uh, or, or Jaha's little army of of zombies. I would love to have seen her joined by the other commanders that were in the floor. Yeah, I think that was a budgetary thing that they just they just couldn't swing that. Um but it was it was great seeing that relationship kind of rekindled a little bit in the finale. Um, you know, there's a little bit of oh well, the ADR I love you into uh mm-hmm. the the broadcast version of it and it's not in the C D or the DVD version. I'm sorry, guys, I said C D like it's the 1990s what, again. I mean, what's a DVD for that matter? Yeah, exactly. Get get on the streaming <laughs> tip, guys. Um, but it it put even though I hate what they did with Lexa, it put a cap on that relationship that made it significant because the L word was something that Lexa was reticent to say. And it was nice to see that the ADR that into the broadcast version. For no, but Clark, Clark said to say. it. Oh, for yeah. Cl- okay. Clark said it. Yeah. yeah it, it, it was supposed to be, don't leave me. Um, and then Lexa says, I will always be with you. That makes, that makes the, the that dialogue uh, makes sense a little bit more. Yeah. But I think I love you is far more significant than what they had originally intended. And the, the official story is that there was a lot of background noise and mm. with, you know, there's a lot of ADR that goes on with television shows. Because- Except it was so badly
0: ADR'd. Like yeah, they do ADR all the time. Why did this one sound like
2: shit? like i I don't know, I think it's just production quality production quality is is uh give or take sometimes with some of these c w shows uh and, and that's not to disparage them. i know even editing this podcast i know you you work with what you have, you cannot create shit out of out of magic um you mean magic so- out of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you not create shit. Well, if you can create shit out of magic, you are the worst magician in the world. I like, that, That's
0: basically our podcast. We started with a magical show, and we just have this shitty-ass podcast. I'm,
2: I'm sorry. So, so I'm, was so i like, staring at my TV, and I've got it on, and there was a Doctor Strange commercial going on at the same time, and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch just digmatized me at that time. So I was like, I don't know what I'm mm. saying, but I'm digmatized. So but you, okay. Yeah, you know you know how it is. Um, no, actually Please you don't. <laughs>
0: actually, I don't, actually. Don't. I'm I, sorry. I as, don't.
2: as resident tiny gay, you do not know what it means. Hence our previous conversation about what Balls Deep means and how I had to kind of explain it to you. And Shaheen was like, yeah, it's really kind of, uh situational it's, it's it still doesn't really make sense but we'll we'll talk about it offline <sighs> oh my god it's do i really have to go into penis and vagi- vagina no, sizes for I mean, you no. i mean really listeners you want to hear this do wait wait, wait, wait. is it like putting the balls in like why would no. you do that that doesn't sound no 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 no, no 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 it's not about i mean if you can put the balls in i mean that's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway and i'm so, not so making wait, judgment we just call that the dooger
0: is what you're telling me <laughs>
2: No, I'm just saying that, like, if, if your vagine can handle 6 inches and the peen is 10 inches, you're not going balls deep, right? This is like math. Like basically, <laughs> right? Like, there's four inches there that you have to account for, and then the but, balls but, but, but are like, kind of there. But if we're talking about, like, like let's
0: just say that there's an, a worldwide average of what five and a half to six. Like, let's let's say that somewhere between five and six. Then, then the worldwide average of women is also accepting of that. So, like, the fact that like balls deep would be anything, uh, that the, the balls deep would be some sort of an aberration, I think is. So what, you're saying balls deep is the about. norm.
2: But it's also, it's also about what the woman is comfortable with. Like, uh, I don't need This is so far... Do we
1: really um, <laughs> have to talk about this, guys?
0: <laughs> and why does it have to be so heteronormative? Like, why can't gay gay dudes be bald and steep? I'm just
2: saying, Jen, let's move on. But You're the one that can't do the math with this. You can't figure out this whole thing. I'm just trying to educate you. That's... Uh, Look, the more you know, insert rainbow here. I am at the
0: weirdest scene. Montessori class reunion of my life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on because this is going long because we spent so much time on situationalism and I love it, but we have to get to interesting. Wait, what's to what's Shaheen's favorite scene? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Shaheen, pick a, a favorite scene. Okay. All uh, right. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, my bladder is is screaming out right Cause now. Because you broke God. the seal. Both of you guys got drunk
0: and broke the seal.
2: Oh, I know. It's the worst.
1: God. You got to get mobile, Jen. You got to get mobile.
2: We don't need Look, your face. Shaheen I is just re-peeing
0: into the empty wine bottle now. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretending that he's a trucker on a long haul.
1: <laughs>
2: Thanks for that visual Joe. <laughs> Welcome.
1: Um Okay, so I'll, I'll pick the um Polaris scene as my favorite. Um Okay.
0: Of oh, shocking.
1: Yeah, I, I love the Polaris, Polaris scene. Um with Clark? I love Clark and uh Allie and uh Becca.
2: The, the Orphan Black moment that she had.
1: Um, you,
2: you love Allie slash Becca. You love her. Just, just give it up, Shaheen.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
1: well, what...
0: Like, Allie just, like, Shaheen gets to the City of Light and, like, somehow, like, an owl delivers him a little letter that's like, do you like me? Yes,
2: no, maybe. And, you know. Yeah. So, Shaheen, real talk. Is Erica Sari your computer background right now?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. It's so all I guess we've goodness. said enough oh, yes. about that scene.
2: <laughs> so that, that was a great scene, Shaheen. I, I really love this, this scene. I, I rewatched it today. Um yeah. I like it stuff? except for That's, the fucking lever. Like, why couldn't it have been a
0: button or... Button or, like, a little, like... Like, like maybe she what? rings a bell. Like it could ding, have been ding. anything
2: and it had to be a lever. Like what if she what if she was like an old time like carnival where she had to like take a big huge hammer and hit like the thing and it went up and hit the ding? Yeah. That would that would have been so awesome. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been. That would have been yeah. cartoonish. Um I, it's- I I don't understand so Shaheen I don't understand Becca's motivation here for convincing Clark to basically condemn everybody to a certain death. Do you like what is your opinion on that?
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. Like um, I mean obviously Becca has has a beef with Ali, and she thinks that um, her methods for achieving her goals are not justified but what is her argument like I never understood like the saying that there's still hope is not an argument like what is Ali is presenting facts right she's like look yeah. this is what is gonna happen and Becca is not presenting counterfacts so this is very interesting is, is does she just have a blind faith? In humanity, or, um, yeah, and and also, like, the way Becca talks about Becca is con- kind of confusing because he sh- she says, um, Becca is fine, and, uh, yeah, there's another thing that she says, she, sh- she says a couple of things about, like, indicating that, uh, I'm not Becca.
2: Wait, what do you, I, I don't understand that.
1: Well, Clark says you're Becca, and she says Becca is fine.
2: Oh no 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 no! Clark says you're Becca Promheta, and and Clark says Becca is fine. As in, you don't need to like address me as Miss Promheta or anything like that. That yeah. that's that's what she meant. It, oh, it's just like like, st- like okay. standard introduction. Yeah.
1: I thought she meant like Becca is fine. Uh, as no, as in no, like I'm not she, Becca. Just, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't talking in third person there. Yeah, I think yeah. she was just saying, like, you know,
0: my my like, father. My father is Mrs. Is is Doctor Heda mm-hmm. or whatever.
2: Like, okay, I have a question for you guys. This has been bugging me for forever. Mm-hmm. Is Heda her real last name, or is it Trigida slang for first commander? Or yeah. did they Prom create... Hedda
1: means prime header, prime leader, the first. Okay, leader.
2: so what yeah. is her last name then? Or did they take?
1: I don't think we know. Did
2: they or take Prometheda make- and make it try try get a sling? Yeah, yeah, like I like th- this. I, I will go to my grave wondering this.
1: I don't think or, we know her last name.
2: Or I can just DM somebody who's on the staff and ask. But,
1: um, please, I'll do. I'll just
2: slide into their DMs. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, sup? I got sup, 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 sup. Got a question for y'all. Um, I just like. Guys, I don't understand. Becca has no stakes here. She doesn't exist outside of the city of light. Well, she doesn't exist outside of the flame. Like, she still cares about humanity, though. She does, and and that's what I'm wondering if like the her creation of Allie version one didn't tip, like, didn't drive her kind of over the edge to I did a horrible thing, Mm. so. In order to make up for that, in order for make to make up for the like six billion people that Ali destroyed, I am going to go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and go. Humanity is the best. We have to fight no matter what the odds, even if, if the odds are 0.000001% of survival. I just, I just don't understand. Like, dude, Becca, come on, you got to be pragmatic here.
1: And also, like is this the same Becca that was telling Lexa to abandon Clark at Mount Weather? Is this the same flame that telling that was telling Lexa to follow blood must have blood or
2: like, I don't think we don't I don't think we know enough about how the flame interacts with its host to understand how it actually um talks to the people outside of like their dreams. to me, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Oh, I'm an AI who exists in the base of your skull and enhances who you are, but we're only going to talk to you while you're sleeping. So when you got to go nap, nap time, we'll give you our counsel. It, 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 the the whole logistics of how this thing works is baffling to me. <laughs> Shocking yeah. that, that we are unsatisfied with an aspect
0: of the show. I mean, Shocking.
1: It was indicated that the, the flame was, Pretty ineffective at this point. Um, Raven said that parts of it were lost, and yeah, so it, it sounded like the the flame wasn't really doing much anymore.
2: Well, no. But then
1: in the city of light, the flame seemed to be pretty effective. So
2: yeah, the fl- the flame was obscuring uh, uh, that Allie's ability to find to find Clark. Shaheen, you're right. I'm like, Raven did say, like, parts of it seem to be corrupted, dis- corrupted a little bit or disintegrated. I don't know if that's something that's possible within a computer yeah, program. that doesn't, that doesn't make program. sense.
0: <laughs> that that, that like, doesn't make sense from, like from the programming a computer, point of
2: view. Yeah, how would a computer program be able to continue to run if parts of it are starting to deteriorate? Like, wouldn't it, that just, like, break everything? Yeah, like, that's... it.
0: it <sighs> Yeah, there's 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 some hand waviness happening at the yeah. Hand,
2: yeah. hand waviness is like is the suspension of disbelief, right? It's the it's the the way we still are able to fucking love this show, um, which we all love. Otherwise we wouldn't be wasting our time on a Sunday afternoon talking about it. You guys um, just were looking for an excuse to get shit faced. Don't even
0: like try. It.
2: Well, <laughs> Yeah, uh, she used to get shit faced, despite the fact that I have an eight AM tomorrow. Um, I mean, I didn't say uh, that you made good God, decisions, I hope Jen. I'm just saying, no, I make I make horrible decisions. I mean, if you like, Jesus Christ, uh, if you make what should what should an, uh, a a mature adult do with her time? Oh, I don't know, play video games all the time. That that uh, that's not a good use of my time. I could be like. Volunteering or You could be washing your fucking cub's jersey. It's not a jersey, it's a t shirt. And again, the CK1 layer of scent is protecting it from the stank. Oh god. Oh god I look, it's it's superstition, guys. I can't even watch the Cubs game, guys. I can't even I can't even visit Twitter. I can't do any social media while the games are happening because I don't want to jinx it. I am not a religious person. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in spirits. But I believe if I turn my eyeballs towards the Cubs game on TV, they will lose. It makes no sense. Um, um, I think. Another, do you, do you guys really dig the flashbacks in, um, what was it? Join or Die, I believe. That oh, kind of like
0: let's humanize
2: Pike. That kind of makes me like Pike. I mean, you can yeah, understand. Yeah, I, I Pike. love
1: that the flashback structure is back and it's I working it. great. Um, yeah.
2: You cheeky fucking writers, too. You cheeky <laughs> fucking writers putting in an alternative version of radioactive. That we all, we're all like, like the the pilot had Imagine Dragons radioactive in it. We're all like horrified. Like, oh, this is a fucking typical CW TV show. It's for teens. It has radioactive in it. It's the most overplayed shit in the face of the earth. Radioactive is going to be the new Nickelback. And then they have this great version of it to to play over the flashbacks of everybody being loaded into the dropship. I'm like, you guys fuck all y'all i love you so much i would hug you right now that was an um, awesome use of that song
0: i still have to say though in terms of flashback that like we should have had we should have had that sooner like we should have had the pike stuff sooner like it almost felt like oh but wait he's about we're about to go in his redemption arc so we need you on his side a little bit
2: like no, but, okay joe i have a question for you though okay would, would it be as effective? I'm not going to call it a redemption arc. I'm going to call it, I understand his perspective arc, because I don't forgive him for what, he've, what he's done. I understand him. But it would not have been as effective if he was not able to carry out everything that he did up until that point, right? I mean... Just say I'm right, Joe. God damn it. I don't... God, I
0: don't
1: care enough.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. So, it's a win for me.
1: I I don't believe in redemption arcs in this scene. Neither does in Octavia.
0: This, in this show no. anyway.
1: Um because redemption implies that um the person was He wants wrong forgiveness before and now they're um like they're becoming a good person like they're a bad person before and now they're becoming a good person. Whereas um I think what this show is presenting is all these people with, with different perspectives. And they all do good things and bad things, whatever that is, in different um, circumstances. And so, I, I just, I, I don't think that the, the show cares about redeeming anyone. The, the point is, yeah. everyone could be understood uh, if you followed their history. And Interesting. Yeah, you, you could understand where they're coming from, and they all have their own uh, perspective. So, yeah. uh, and, and no one on this show there there is no villain or no no one on this show who's just like, ha ha I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna kill everybody, and I'm I like power like that doesn't exist. Why have we
0: not
2: heard this voice from it's- you, <laughs> dude? I'm telling. You, we gotta sign the petition for him to come back. Oh my one god, one. drunk Sean Shaheen, is Shaheen is very right here, though. We have been, re, we have been, the the general fandom has been using the term redemption arc, I think, inappropriately because no one gets to be singularity good or singularity bad. We just get to understand their perspective a little bit better. We understand right. their motivations. We might not agree with them, we, we may still think that they're a bad person but we at least can understand them. And I think that's a very valuable thing this show offers us is that nobody gets absolution, right?
1: Right. And I think that that's true about the real world. I think most people in the real world um, aren't like, they aren't just enjoying hurting other people. Most people think that they're doing something uh, that's good. That like something for the greater good or something. Um, so, um, yeah. So I I don't like the term redemption arc. Um, Duly
2: noted. We will never say redemption ever again on this podcast. Joe, write that down. <laughs> um, Have we been uh, redeemed I, in your eyes with that with that
1: promise, Shaheen? What's that? <laughs>
0: Nothing. I was making a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I, I do hope yeah. that we get a we get a farm station flashback in season four, though. I'm still Cannibals. hoping. Hope for that Reddit crew. Yeah. We want
2: cannibalism <laughs> so bad. You don't even know writers. Make the thirst for make. human
0: blood. It's just it's so parched.
2: It's so not parched. even that blood must have blood, flesh must have flesh. <laughs> we need to ask. Uh, we need to ask what that is and try to get a sling. Okay, we're. We're we are gar- we are t- we are garbage people. We are just horrible, horrible people. Even asking that question, um, guys. Real what, quick. like you wouldn't eat people. Uh, it, it again. It depends. <laughs> Situationally, I, based on my past I, experiences and I my personality, a, Am depends. I a member of a soccer team who has crash landed on a, a mountain in, what was it, Peru? Uh, maybe.
1: The word for flesh is leta. huh? So, Flesh
2: and trigita slang. I'm assuming?
1: Leta drown, leta down.
2: Oh, my God. All right, so... So welcome to the Cannibal Podcast,
0: everybody. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm after have- in post production. I want you to like actually listen through this and let me know how many times you have rebranded the podcast. I believe this. that's
2: been four now, dude. Um, there's been like eight, dude. You don't know what you're talking about. I am completely in control of my facility. What, what, what are the what are what is the name of the last two episodes of what
0: the hundred perverse of-
2: instantiation, bitch? Part one and part two. <laughs> Suck it. Sub <laughs> it. Uh. Um. All right, so let's get, to, get uh, let's get to interesting tidbits and Tom Flurry and shenanigans, And what I want to point something out to all y'all. Uh-huh. I have I have held back talking about this until now, but I have to say. Everybody needs to n- not notice how much Eliza Taylor nods her head while she's speaking her dialogue. Thank you, everybody. Like in all
0: in all instances, or all is there specific scenes
2: the time? She's just like ta- nodding her head unless she has to n- shake her head. Well, I mean, how
1: it's like maybe maybe it's a maybe it's, what she, it's like yeah for the, the American
2: accent
0: and to get other people to agree with you because when you start nodding, then other people are like, oh well, somebody you know.
2: What yeah, has-
1: it's like a it's a really um sneaky strategy of yeah, like- it's a
2: power move. How do you know she just doesn't have a neck thing, guys, in real life? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I might have a thing for Eliza Taylor's neck if we're like being honest about it, but like, you know, what do you Get do? in
2: line, bitch. Get in line. I know you're I know you're the tiny gay and I'm the confused straight girl, but get in fucking line. I will knife fight you. Um so at the end, like the other thing I wanted, I really wanted this and I know it it would have broken the the tone of the show, but like at the end of join or die, when, when they emerge from the shipping container and they realize where they are, I just want somebody, maybe Jasper to say, what the shit? As they realize they're out in the middle of nowhere on the ocean. I thought that would have been great. Why couldn't they do that? I mean, yeah,
0: that's not even like a budgetary thing. Like they could have just, you know.
2: <laughs> and then, okay, so I'm just gonna do the rest of mine yeah, because just I do think they're fair. It's I'm our last so, episode.
0: We all get to do our well actually. I'm our, so important. This yeah. is
2: this is just interesting tidbits. I I don't even we well, haven't gotten to the well actually yet. So the music at the end of Red Sky at Morning is so good like when they're left out on the beach and it's like this this swelling music and it's not on the fucking soundtrack tree adams why it's like one of your best pieces why is it not on the soundtrack
0: oh, there was a why? there was a well actually or not a well actually but like a, a tidbit that i'm not sure if you guys noticed and i think i mentioned it in i can't remember if i mentioned it in the last no i didn't mention it at any point in our very first recording but when clark like goes into the woods and apologizes to the flame um, it's the exact same filming location that, uh, in the Pauna episode where Clark woke up cause she was like, some noise woke her up and Lexa was like, it's okay, you're safe. Um, How the
2: fuck do you notice these things? Or you're just like, oh, that's tree number 158. Like,
0: no, if you look at it, like it's very, it's very, like it's a very specific layout of like trees and branches and stuff. And like there's a fallen log. And I was just like, no, why? Do you, like twist that knife just a little bit fucking deeper location, Scouts. Like, <laughs> fuck.
2: Oh, okay. So another well, another, no, I'm sorry. Not a well actually, but a shang is that like during, <laughs> this is so sick. During the Abby's hanging herself scene, I'm like, ooh, girl, I love your boots. I want a pair of those for Abby's boots. Is that bad? No,
0: I, I think it's perfectly acceptable to cultivate the clothes of a future corpse, I guess.
2: I mean, Her boots were well, tight, like all it's,
1: it's like what Wick said to uh, Kane, right? Is like, can I get your shoes when I when you die?
0: <laughs> exactly, the living, the living, you know, the dead are gone. The living are hungry, and Jen needs some new fucking shoes. So,
2: well, I, I was just like, I just really like those boots. I don't know if I could pull them off, but they were of some, her dead some, body. There are some hot boots, and and folks, I am not a shoe person, right? I like I've worn the same shoes for like the past three years every day. I am in no way shoe person. But those boots were hot. Um, Joe, let's go to your shenanigans.
0: Um, question. Why? Like, I've already asked why everyone in the City of Light is walking with purpose to nowhere. That's besides the point. <laughs> why does everyone have a red balloon? Like, is this some, like, literary reference that I'm not getting?
2: I. That's a very interesting Cause question. Because, like, use if there was the one red balloon
0: and Clark followed the person with the red balloon, then fine. But...
1: Is everyone I mean, holding red balloons or no, there's just but, red balloons in the City of Light?
2: No, people are I holding think them and walking. I think it's interesting if you notice, like, the use of the color red as a callback to Allie. There's red balloons. There's red umbrellas. A few people are wearing red, which kind of broke a little bit out of, like, so if, if the, the red comes. is supposed to— well, yeah, I mean, everybody's wearing earth tones, but then, like, I thought maybe the red is kind of a tribute or a callback to Allie. But then there are people, like, wearing a red sweater, like Ken Bone. I'm like, dude, so that kind of takes me out of, like, my thoughts and theories about why they're wearing red. But I, I think it's a nice – it's a nice use of the color, especially in a place as um, – I don't want to say drab. Zero. Because I don't think that that's – like, when they're filming in Vancouver, it's mostly – uh, overcast so there's not a lot of sunlight or whatever um, and everybody's kind of wearing tans and grays or whatever and then you have these red pops of color which I think are really uh, great but I don't know why they did it just I don't know why
0: okay okay. Um, I already talked about the Poetry Slam uh, yeah. I love that Ali is in the cloud now because uh, she's up in space um, she's a computer <laughs> program that is in, in the uh, cloud Oh
1: God! I hope that comes Are, back it, in season. It four. It had better
0: come back. Like there's no point in putting her up there.
1: Yeah, that was like completely left. she uh, shut down. She's no longer. She's no longer available. Yeah, it, it better come anymore. back in season four in some yeah. capacity. The Mostly only just...
2: place, the only place that Allie could potentially exist is the mansion. No, she can because...
0: exist in up up at the at the space station still.
2: No, like Clark, a- sh- no, Clark way. shut her down. She migrated her code up into the remnants of the ark, and then Clark shut that shit down. There is potential that there could be an Ally back at the mansion. I don't think, uh, from from a pragmatic, let's they don't want to pay for the actress again. I don't think that we're going to see Erica Sarah again as Ellie. No, it's going to but- be Raven reading the code. Yeah, it makes sense that there is a copy, kind of wait, a, a weird copy of Wait, wait, how do you know Ali we're not going to see
1: Erica Sarah?
2: Well, we w- there has been no indication whatsoever from social media that, uh, uh, I'm sorry to spoil this. Shaheen, you want to see her again so bad. I know. You we have put C in fucking but air quotes. The lack of that evidence is not is the, not right
0: the word. Evidence
1: of, uh, what's the word? Non existence of evidence is not evidence of non existence.
0: I mean, it would be quite the uh, thing and
2: that they would be kept under wraps. Yeah. Like, and, and this is not a show that manages to keep things under wraps unless they changed protocols rather drastically for season four. And I will say they should have changed protocols rather drastically for season, for, for season four. four. <laughs> and, yeah. I cannot wait for the trailer to come out for season four. And then on Reddit, we pick that shit apart and figure everything out. Again. Um, again. That, which is the same as what we did for season three, which is unfortunate because it ruined. Uh, I wouldn't say ruined, but we, there were hints to things that we figured out rather easily. Um, and it just kind of like ratcheted down the drama a little bit. But uh, it's my contention that Allie no longer exists on the Ark because that's where her main code was was migrated to. Clark shut that shut that shit down. I think there could possibly be a, a very bare bones version of Allie still existing in the mansion, but I don't think that they will use Erica Sarah for that.
1: Yeah, well, I think that um, the most logical conclusion is what you're saying. That uh Clark just shut it down. But it's always possible that they pull up that they pull some bullshit explanation <laughs> that like Yeah, she shut what she did was she severed the uh connection between Ali and, and these people's minds. But Allie is still But alive. the code
0: still is is up there and we just yeah. need to relink and reconfigure we need to, you know, fix, swap so, out the DAU unit and and it'll work again.
1: Yeah, so, I so mean, the, like, these- Allie is the, was done with the update like 99.9%. So, yeah. like, at that point, she might have been able to separate herself or whatever, you know. So they, they could come up with something.
2: So the thing with that is, Shaheen, you called it a bullshit explanation. If that actually occurred, we'd be all in. We'd be touching ourselves inappropriately. We're like, yeah, this storyline is is having repercussions on the rest of season four. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. We love this show despite its faults because we are garbage people, <laughs> or at least I am. Um. So let's let's get to well, ac- well, no, we still have to do some shenanigans, I guess. Yeah. Well, Shaheen yeah, sh- to do Yeah, shenanigans. Yeah. Quick, Shaheen, let's go right, quick, so- you drunk bastard.
1: <laughs> okay, so Indra trying to rile up in. Oh, sorry, Octavia trying to rile up Indra. Oh man, I'm too drunk for this. I'm too too fucking drunk for this. So, um, Oct- <laughs> Octavia trying to rile up Indra by saying that Pike was Pike killed Lincoln. It's kind of weird because and like intra get gets these wide eyes and she's like, Oh my god. But it's like, dude, three months ago, you were you were gonna kill this guy with a thousand cuts just because she loved a sky person. Um so that's a little hypocritical for you to be like, oh my god, what a horrible person. She was gonna he he was gonna <laughs> kill Lincoln. And it's like I don't know. That's just a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's my tidbit.
2: Oh, I I love your, though. I love your Clark and Rowan have a hilarious relationship. They so do.
1: <laughs> I know, right? It's like Rowan <laughs> Rowan just shows up and he just snatches the uh the flame out of <laughs> Clark's hand and then he, he puts it in his pocket and he's about to walk away and then Clark points his gun as at, at points his her gun at him like totally like yeah there's no way you're gonna shoot him and, and then he's like he just snatches the gun out of her hand and just throws it away' <laughs> So awesome! It's like these guys understand each other on on such a deep level.
0: And then fucking Bellamy in there
2: with the cock block, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm actually getting. Oh no, wait, no, he did shoot him. Yeah, he did shoot him yeah. to make sure that he wasn't chipped. I if if I I would be all in on a Clark and Rowan relationship at some point, uh, not necessarily in season four because we have to mourn Lexa, but. God damn, Ron is a fucking sexy beast. Too old, too old. We forget. Shut that the, I mean, up. Too Shut your old. Face. We forget
0: that they're supposed to be eighteen. We forget that like the Lincoln and Octavia thing is kind of icky. Your um, your
2: your old school ways of thinking are not welcome on this future Earth. Thank you very much. Lincoln like, is totally the old guy who dates girls in high school
0: so that nobody actually knows how much of a loser he is and he can always stay bad in bed because, like, you know,
2: he's you're dating like, So basically you're saying he's Matthew McConaughey from, what's that movie? Joe, Days and on, Confused? Days and Confused. The best well, thing I mean, about teenage yeah. girls or high school girls? Yeah. I keep getting exactly. older and they stay the same age. Lincoln yeah. is
0: a sexual predator. That's actually, because we actually never figured out why he was in trouble um, and banished. I bet he, I bet Lexa was not having any of his child diddling ways. Wait. Oh my God. Lincoln Oh my, or oh my God. Lincoln. But Roan is also old.
2: I'm also just saying we have too many. L- Lincoln, Lincoln was, Lincoln banished. was, Where Lincoln was, was, Lincoln was pretty much his, an outcast of his own choosing because he didn't agree with killing sky people when they. Are we, sh- uh, we're uh, taking his word for that though? Look, I mean, the dude's dead. Have some fucking respect, Joe. <laughs> god damn it i i love i love oh my Roman. god all of the link tavia people are gonna come at us <laughs> now i'm so sorry come at <laughs> us bro um yeah we we can we'll we'll take on any shippers bro we'll, we'll it. do it do you even lift bro um i love rowan and clark because i think rowan strikes me as this really noble dude um he has no reason to to help Clark out in the situation in the times he does. But I think yet he's he kind of anyway. used by her. I think he's used kind of, like, by everything. Yeah. I mean, I love, I just love the snark between the two. Is that the commander of death I see before me? Um, no, it's just, one- it- it's just one head of Blah, blah. I, lo- Oh, I hope we see a lot of interaction between these two. Cause I love it in season four, but no telling what side or, there's no telling what what Rowan is gonna do um, in season four, but he is a is, he is a, a series regular now so that that's a lot of screen time, guys. Um, let's get to will actuallys. Um, both Joe and I are like how like how is Pike not dead after Indra just starts slicing into the guy like he's a slab of roast beef? Right? Like Dude. I get a paper cut and I'm fucking dying. Dude, I get a paper cut. I'm like, oh my God, how deep it is do, how deep is it? Do I need stitches? And then it's usually like you know, like, uh, like point zero 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 one millimeter deep. A, well, but
1: actually, I'm still dying. you just got are you are you guys just announcing that you're wussies?
2: Look
0: who look who's all tough shit over here. After he's <laughs> had like fucking half a bottle of
2: Chardonnay. Look at look, dude, Shaheen, you are fucking drinking like a middle aged suburban housewife. She's playing a bunko with her girlfriends right now. So I wouldn't even like,
0: Point come is, at me, bro. <laughs> Point is shot. Like, Pike should be not as spry as he is after Indra has gotten done with him.
2: I'm just saying. Um, okay. And then, and then so, okay. So Pike gets gets sliced up by Indra. He gets shot, doesn't he? Um, Probably. It, it, he gets shot by Kane, like In I the gut, Right? uh yeah he gets no, shot I, in the I, stomach. I, no, or am I thinking of someone else? You might be thinking of Brian like there's, there's I'm never thinking of Brian 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 and Pike are are injured at the on the wheel when they're trying to uh, do the the elevator thing um from Kane and then he gets sliced by Octavia like this guy seriously has Wolverine's healing factor or some shit like that. Like how is he still mobile after all of this shit? And then well, he gets related though. How,
0: how is it that Jaha felt pain when he was shot? Like this gets back to the whole like what's different about Jaha when he's chipped thing.
2: That that's a question of what's different by, about Jaha, or was it just a bad uh, take on that scene? Mm. Question. I mean,
1: I mean there are other examples of that um, chipped people getting shot, shot and screaming.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I it's, mean it's
2: inconsistent. I I,
1: all I I would probably scream as soon as I heard the shot. So I don't know if that. Wait, means did you much. just
2: call us wussies
0: earlier about? <laughs> our and then you're gonna cuts? like scream like a like a How small little
1: you child. Have you? To- you ever heard a shot? Like a shot, it's uh, loud. Gunshot is pretty fucking loud, and it's pretty fucking scary. Like you would probably probably. S- Screen Shaheen,
0: Jen and I live in Texas. We ain't we ain't afraid of no gunshots.
1: <laughs> well, I live Gun in Texas. Happen for regularly for three and, and a half I don't years. Know what
0: you're so. about. Um, other questions that I have, because I'm just gonna steamroll this. Um when <laughs> they're so like weird. trying to when they're trying to barricade the door and like, you know, they have all this heavy <laughs> furniture, and then they like toss like 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 a side table up there. <laughs> and then in the very no, next like, scene, the side table just falls down because it's not gonna like wh- <laughs> What did you no, think like,
2: that was going to do? Like, like Octavia brings this little, like, wooden chair for the barricade. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, could you, like, find a desk or an armoire or something, something like that? Come on. Something. Something. And who was lighting all those candles? Lexa's
0: dead. Who? Who? Like, who was like, you know what? We're under siege. Everyone's chipped. Like... Let's let's still keep
2: the mood alive though, right? Like Do do you think like the candlelighter is like that dude in office space with the red stapler who's like That's all he does. Da- that's all he does and like he doesn't realize that he's been fired and they and still keep okay lighting him. the goddamn just, candles. just keeps just keeps doing his job because like he no nobody even has notices, a manager
0: like nobody even notices that he's not chipped. Like he yeah, just exactly. is so like,
2: unassuming. Like he doesn't have a manager anymore. Like his co-workers barely even know he exists. Like, well, <sighs> I, I, I guess I'll just keep lighting these candles because no Wait, we never light. chipped Greg? What the fuck?
1: So full discro- <laughs> full disclosure, I <laughs> I started writing a fanfic about Yes! <laughs>
0: i can't even what? tell you how excited i am i totally want our next big poll to be fanfic related but let's con- continue Shaheen. i don't want to scare tell you us
2: about this
1: fanfic i i started writing a fanfic about this guy who was chipped and his job was to light up the fl- the the candles um <laughs> and all the flames and shit and all the torches. Um, there has to be someone whose job is to do that. So, yeah. th- th- this guy got got chipped, and he's is now doing that because you know, chip people go about their daily life as just like anyone else. Okay, but so, but,
0: but but Shaheen, here is when when did they get to the fucking in your fanfic? Because the, yeah, like, there's
2: got to be smut. There's got to be smut. That's the uh, only reason people write fanfic <laughs> is for the fucking sport. I never got let's, that far. <laughs> let's admit it to ourselves and to everybody else in the universe. Fanfic only exists for the fucking.
1: Uh-huh. I Okay. I didn't are, get the memo there, on is that. Is there
2: finger licking involved in your fanfic, Shaheen? We need to know. I,
0: what,
1: what, uh, what,
0: what sexual tropes are you exploring? But wait, is it is it published? Can I, like, find it? Is there pegging?
1: No. The. <laughs> It got as far as me asking about what the uh, the, trigger the slang for uh, the person who lights up the candles is.
2: <laughs> well, and we the, know. I think it's wouldn't flicka, it be like it f- means candle fl- Flick flicka the commander of Shh. candles. Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there there is a forum where people talk in trigger the slang. So wait, I, a subreddit? What? No, there, there's like a separate forum. Uh, um, where
2: where is this group of, of ultimate nerds that we need to find?
1: Okay. Um do you do you want le- like the address?
2: No, no, I'm kidding right now. We got to move on, guys. I think we need to move past our <laughs> Well, actually, isn't wrap this shit up. There is there
1: like is a- one. I can't find the address <laughs> for you. I I went there and I asked the question like what is the the what would be the name of the person who who lights up the candles <laughs> uh in Trigger <laughs> slang and I got some suggestions. Um, I
2: like that you're going so all in on your fanfic, Shaheen. Like, I want you to finish this. Like, I I, want you to finish this. I want you to finish it. But, Shaheen, I'm going to need some fucking. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, girl, I need some fucking. So let's start to wrap this. We need to start to wrap this thing up. Ooh, with candle mm. wax.
1: Okay, can I have my well actually? Oh,
2: shit. Yes, you can have your well actuallys.
1: So, Okay. So it's the I, year. i I'm too
2: drunk to fucking care about the length of this podcast. It's four hours. Joe, uh, your girlfriend's moving out. Sorry about that, but I'm sure y'all have u haul on speed, dial, whatever. Dick. <laughs> Dick, everything fits in the Subaru in the truck. Of course y'all have it. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Shaheen will get to your well actually is in a second. Joe, you have a Subaru. Is it a four? No, car? I don't nice. actually have a Subaru. I do have a truck, oh, God but I don't damn have it. a Subaru. Have I'm okay. A truck? Okay, okay. So, Shaheen, let's do your well Actually.
1: Okay, so it's the year 2052. There are at least 10 billion people in the world. At least. Yeah. And yeah. we're told that um, that Ali realized that this shit has gone too far, and there is no way that the humanity is going to uh, ex- extinguish itself unless yeah. we eliminate the mass the vast majority of the population so she should have killed at least 10 billion people around that number um but uh becca says six and a half
2: six six and a half that so, makes s- no sense
1: like six so they and didn't a half
2: extrapolate
1: six and a half is like the number you would be killing now if you yeah. wanted to control over population so, yeah, so they,
2: they didn't they didn't do the math they didn't they completely
1: fucked up on that one it makes how no sense how dare they
2: how dare they? I'm going to stop watching this show. Shaheen, are you with me? Stop watching The 100.
1: Uh, I am with you. Yeah. So <laughs> just,
2: <is> a- <laughs> just getting back to your fanfic for on. just a moment. <laughs> um,
0: I'm going to call it and say that the smutty portions are going to be with Jaha and Ali. This is just a suggestion slash prediction. Uh-huh. Um, maybe involving some candle wax. I don't know. You let me know. And, look,
2: uh, if, if, look if Shaheen's if Shaheen's fanfic smut does not involve candle wax, I will be deeply disappointed. <laughs> wait, wait, right? right like wait. that's so a fucking check. Are you Chekhov's saying like candle right wax
1: as loop or what? Wait,
0: what? What?
1: It doesn't involve candle candle wax as loop.
0: No, 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 no! As oh like, my god, Shaheen,
2: what the fuck? What the fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you guys are suggesting. Like candle Have wax you... in what capacity? No. Like.
2: Do, so, so there's a fetish for people. They like candle wax dripped on them during sex. Oh, it, okay. it like it burns, but it doesn't doesn't leave lasting burns. Okay. I may have dipped my finger in a in a uh, in candle wax one one or ten times. Was it a finger, Say Jim?
1: It? Okay. Well,
2: just a finger. What else I was else never into a Joe, so. Joe, come on. <laughs> okay. Can we, can, can we move on? Can we start to wrap this shit up, Shaheen? Or, or, or is there more shit you need to cover?
1: No, that's we, it. That's all I
2: had. We have gone beyond balls deep. We have gone we have like gone like taint deep at this point.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I
2: don't even I don't I don't even know what that means. I still okay. I
1: yeah. uh, physic physically impossible.
2: Physics. But. So next episode we're going to be exploring some themes. Um you know, since we're wrapping up all of our season rewatches, uh, you know, there's a lot of Overarching themes throughout the series that we really appreciate and we're going to be talking about. So we'll be talking about themes. Um, we've got some ideas for other episodes as well, maybe talking about you know, specific characters, some specific ships. Um, don't get too excited though, shippers. We're talking about like non-romantic ships, like exploring Indra and Octavia or you know, Abby or Raven, like Actually talking substantive substantive stuff, not talking about who's rubbing their nibbly bits on one another. So stop drooling, you weirdos. Um, but yeah, so we're co- probably going to be doing a couple theme episodes. Predictions episode for season four. We're going to have to really stir away from any spoilers we learn because Shaheen is one of those weird people that doesn't consume every single spoiler as soon as it exists Wait, out in the can, universe. Wait, but we can
0: talk about like officially released stuff, like the fucking... Like trailer, right?
2: He doesn't watch this stuff. Well, f- I mean <sighs> Joey doesn't watch it. Well so I, we can't closer- like
0: No, I'm I- not I'm not I'm not every child is specialing for Shaheen. Like get oh on board and watch the fucking trailer or or don't and you don't get to participate.
2: So our predictions podcast will be closer to season four. It's going to consist of us talking about things that are likely to occur and then we make a judgment about you know each of us is going to come up with some of our predictions and we're going to make a judgment about everyone else's predictions about saying, you know, that's likely to occur or you're fucking smoking crack. So that's going to be a fun one. Um, so, so look forward to those. Uh, let's talk about some of the TV that we are currently watching. Um, I'm the only one who wrote anything on the, uh, I like to, I like to keep you on your toes. Oh, you like to keep, well, go ahead then, Joe, what are you watching?
0: um shit last podcast we already talked about that we were that we finished up Luke Cage which was good um we finally picked back up uh seasons four and are now finishing up season five of House of Lies which was the um oh interesting Don Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell uh project which it's not great but it's kind of for a 30 minute like terrible people show um it's pretty good and I just kind of
2: love Kristen Bell with all my heart um, that's, the, that's the problem with Kristen Bell. Like, she will keep me watching something that I'm dubious about. I love I, Kristen Bell. She's I, I that feel like
0: good. she can't do any wrong, so you really shouldn't ever be dubious. Um, we are watching oh, Westworld, obviously. I don't oh. know if we're going to be doing uh, Walking Dead tonight, but we
2: might. Let um, me ask you a question, guys. Yeah, guys, guys out in the listener-verse. Yeah. And Joe and Shaheen, you probably don't watch The Walking Dead. Who is I do. Who is Negan killing? Who is Negan killing tonight?
0: Um, uh,
1: Glenn.
2: Negan's killing Glenn. Really?
0: Surprise really? is that he's also going to kill Abraham. You think he's going to do two, Joe? I think, really? I think they're going to do two because one is too predictable. They need to do two. If they kill Michonne, like I'm
2: done. I'm done. I think they're going to kill Abraham because he's a big military guy. I th- If they kill Glenn, I might be done because of the whole dumpster fake out gets me upset. Shaheen, you think they're going to kill Glenn? Yeah, I, I mean, in the comics. Either
1: they're going to kill Glenn, mm-hmm. which is the most likely outcome. Yeah. Um, in which case. I he also got uh, cast in something I else. I am bored with the show. or
2: Who isn't at this point?
1: Or they're going to kill, uh, what's her name? Glenn's wife.
0: They're going to kill a pregnant lady? Like, I mean, which, go for what, it, fucking
1: show. Megan, which I am into the show at this point.
0: I mean, what? yeah. Like, I feel I like if they if they do, ki- like, I feel like them killing pregnant lady is like them like at the beginning of the hundred, you know. Yeah.
1: Wells and it's Charlotte like where you're five. like, "Oh shit!" Like Episode five of season one, the hundred. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty it's shocking. Like, yeah,
0: because there's really not much. I think we talked about this like a while back. Is that there's really not high stakes in it, and this was your issue with it. Jen is like, there's no high stakes on the walking dead anymore. And that was the issue sort of in season five or you know, this third season of the hundred is that like nobody high stakes really died. And so, you know, maybe it was, uh, maybe they're, yeah. Wow. It's going to kill Maggie. Shit. That,
2: yeah. that would be, I think, I that's mean, a they won't prediction, but yeah, I, I, I think they won't because the optics of that will be pretty bad. Um, Who the fuck
0: decides to have a baby in the fucking apocalypse anyway? I'm sorry, I'm still mad at Lori about that.
2: Yeah, I well, don't, I don't like that. Lori's baby
1: was kind of unwanted.
2: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the pregnancy storyline. I think it's just like. I understand that it's supposed to raise stakes and whatnot, but I don't care about fucking Oh, babies. let's Let let's me- have
0: this like helpless potato that screams and make sure that zombies know where we are. That seems like a great idea.
2: Like I would be, I would, like the show would, would make me fall in love with it again if they kill, killed Coral. Uh, I'm sorry, Carl. It's a chicken sandwich, Carl. Am I the <laughs> only one
1: Coral? who ever watched The State? Either way, yes. Negan is the most boring villain ever.
2: I but I like um what's his name as the actor for Negan I I just think that they Whatever. like Maybe Morgan yeah like, I just think that they like they overused him in the finale um like, like everyone's, let's, let's so, have a monologue for like, twenty minutes go
1: everyone's like oh my god Negan is so fascinating what's so fucking fascinating about Negan like the cheerful um villain. Who's like so? I don't know. It's just there's nothing new about Negan.
2: But Shaheen, you guys, Shaheen is is talking about about
0: TV. Shaheen is participating in our TV discussion. I
2: I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with my hands.
1: Wait, hold on. Um, Is isn't that what I've been doing (laughs) the whole podcast? I've been talking about TV.
2: Shut up! Don't be rational. Ooh, eat another Tums, Jen. No, I mean he, Shaheen made the the scotch go down very very badly. <laughs> um, let me drink some water here. Yes, so he, you make a good point, Shaheen. We have been talking about TV the whole time, so um, I'm looking for. I, I'm not. I'm hate watching the The Walking Dead now at this point. Yeah, no, it's totally a hate watch at this point. I'm gonna go with Abraham. I think it's the the safest. You don't think it'll be Glenn? If, seriously, dudes, if they fucking faked us out with that goddamn stupid dumpster shit and they kill Glenn off, I'm going to (laughs) riot. Well, I'm not going to riot, but I'm just going to be like, "Mm, I should probably watch the Westworld anyway instead of this shit.
1: But, like, I mean, they're not going to kill Rick. They're not going to kill Carl. Carl,
2: Um, Why not? Why is Carl... That one-eyed fucker—he is not important to the show anymore. Just God kill kids seriously. <laughs> they can't write. Kids. So like, sh- they're not
1: gonna kill any of the like the um side characters. Like what are the names?
0: I know. Like I, am waiting. I'm just waiting for them to kill off the gay guy that nobody actually really cares about, but he's gay, and so or the uh, yeah, other woman like, or the other black be... woman.
2: Yeah, exactly. The ones not be shown. Yeah. What's her name? Yeah. Even know exactly not Michonne. Exactly not Michonne. The other the other uh, the other black woman not Michonne. All right. So the other shows that we're talking about. um, So I will recommend. I think the best comedy coming out of this fall season is Better Things on FX. It's about a middle aged uh, single mother actress with kids. It is poignant. It is funny. And I really love it. I think it's better than than most other things. I think Atlanta is a close second, also on FX. Um, Joe, The Good Place? Oh, God, if... Oh, if... Uh, what's his name? What is the Buddhist dude's name? The fake Buddhist dude? Well, now I can't remember now that you've put me on the spot.
1: Dalai Lama?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so... To me, it's an obvious play on trying to create another Andy Dwyer character. But Andy Dwyer was so lovable; he was a human golden retriever. And again, this this is written by the same person who wrote Parks and Rec. But this is a dumb character for the sake of writing a dumb character archetype. Like Kristen Bell and and uh, Ted Danson are the are, are two of the people who are keeping me in this show. No, Tahini's- no. Tahini and Cheeky's actors are keeping me in the show, but this dude is fucking ruining this. This character's ruining the fucking show for me. I'm so angry. But how is
0: this not like a clever play on, like, for once, um, you know, it it, it subverts the smart Asian um, stereotype? Like, instead, he is the dumbest Asian.
2: But he's he's the dumb stereotype of dumb like I don't like there's nothing likable about this dude. But I'm still watching it despite my my problem Because with Kristen it. Bell. Because Kristen Bell and I love Cheeky, I love Tahini. I, I think there's a lot of things that are going right with this show. But I, I just can't do it. I I just can't do this 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 fake Buddhist dude. Who's just dumb for the sake of being dumb? I mean, to me, that's lazy writing. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Westworld, guys. If you are not watching Westworld, Shaheen you need to be watching Westworld. This is totally in your lane, dude. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. The all things AI is becoming me? self-aware. Um, humans in their dubious morality. I mean, guys, the show there's is nudity. so. There's nudity. <laughs> <laughs> This show okay. is so good, guys. And then there's this meta of like commentating on the the storylines w- that are used within the Westworld the Westworld park um that are like, "Oh, well, this one character, her whole existence is basically based on being uh abused and raped." I mean, there's a, like this meta on on writing for for uh for For storylines and narratives like this, there's watching an AI becoming self aware and a human. Are you going to give Shaheen your HBO Go password? Well, no. Let's be serious. Let's be real. But Westworld, Westworld to me is like has so much potential, and I'm so scared that they're going to fuck it up right or
0: or or it'll become like a too expensive thing like I'm still bitter years later about Carnival where it was so fucking good and so fucking amazing and then they're like yeah actually
2: it's kind of really spendy so pass and you're like but but, but Westworld yeah. Westworld got better has gotten the best ratings of a debut on HBO for 3 in 3 years so I think people are really intrigued with the show. They really dig the show. They've done I mean the cast is great. The concept is great. The I mean, it's just there's there are so many little Easter eggs that they're embedding into the show and many mysteries that we're just waiting to see them unravel. That guys, if if you enjoy kind of if you enjoy the City of Light, if you enjoy AI, if you like the the stuff we've been talking about about morality, about how humans interact with each other, how Makes humans sense. might interact. I mean, I mean, ex- exactly, Joe. I mean, it's it's across the board. An excellent show, and it is fucking gorgeous. Um, they've filmed this shit in Utah, and the expanse of the the American West, like this untouched American West that Westworld is supposed to exist in is great. And there are so many fan theories out there. I mean, dude, there. you don't have to fucking oh my sell God. this show. It's a genre show on HBO. Watch it. Like, this is really, like, not
0: that not that complicated. Um, but it's
2: also, but, Joe, it's also really important because genre shows at this level of excellence and budget need to succeed because, because Game of Thrones is it for HBO, right? They need another hit. This is it, guys. And it's a genre show, so we need to support it. Um, um, but it, it's just—I it, am so fucking in love with this show. You can't even imagine, Shaheen. Seriously, this—nothing else on TV is more in your lane than this show. So do whatever you have to do to watch it. I'm not saying Deleterious need, means to do so, um, <laughs> but, but I highly suggest you. Yeah. Yes. Be- before
0: we go, before we go. Yeah. Are you done with your wine, Shaheen?
1: Uh, gun. chug, 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 chug,
2: chug. I'm for, I'm four drams into scotch and I blame, I blame Joe completely. Wait, wait, what? How is this my fault? I don't know. It's just, this is, this is the Cubs my. fan in me, like celebrating this weekend, celebrating this historic thing. I'm like, fuck it. Despite my stomach issues, I'm going to drink. My stomach's doing fine, y'all. And you know I'm why? still drinking. Cause you ate a Tums when I told you to. I I mixed a Tums and a scotch and guys it wasn't horrible uh, just weird so Shaheen are you watching anything other than um uh what is it called Harmontown? which Harman is Quest? Which Shaheen whatever yeah Harmon Quest, Quest it's don't been even renewed care anymore Shaheen it's been renewed FYI so happy Tom's for you
1: for real Harmon Quest awesome
2: for real dude for real
1: um no i i stopped watching Harmon quest i'm watching <laughs>
2: i'm How watching you?
1: let's plays of soul reaver which is what? the best game ever invented um not a lot of oh people my know of, not a lot wow. of people know about this game but soul reaver is the shit it's awesome and it's just a hidden it's just a, a gem that you guys need to know about So Watch,
2: Shaheen, watch you your Soul Let's Reaver play
1: Just play watch, Play Soul Reaver Play Soul Reaver 2, Play Soul Reaver Defiance Or Legacy of kane Defiance It's just awesome You'll be Shaheen. blown away
2: it's, Shaheen, it's weird because both of you and I are like video game fans, but the mm-hmm. gulf between what video games we actually play is so wide. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I enjoy Overwatch and Uncharted and all this, and Mass Effect and well, all this stuff. You and you're would, like, you would enjoy if Soul Reaver, it was invented Jen. of the 1980s, I love it. Isn't Soul River like a fighter game?
1: No, um, Soul Reaver You're Reaver's- thinking of
2: Soul Caliber. <laughs> Thanks, Joe and Shaheen. This has been a pleasure. And until next time, may we geek again. Bye.
1: Take it easy, guys.